Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, dudes. Welcome to. Welcome. I don't know. I mean, Friday night loss. Friday night loss. And look. First, we'll we'll go around the horn here. Jimmy Toscano, you know Sherrod Blakely. Always a pleasure to have him on. Uh, Bobby Manning's on hiatus. Uh, Bo- Bobby Manning's on a, one yeah. game suspension for the wardrobe issue that we had with him last. Bobby's in the that, penalty box. Yeah, yeah. For the hat uh, kerfuffle the other night. The kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, it didn't go over well. Joe Sway's at the Garden. He'll be joining us momentarily. And guys, I know this is frustrating. Like, there's obviously more things to talk about in a loss than in a win. But it's just getting exhausting to talk about this team right now. And uh, the, I, I, you know, I don't want to get into hyperbole right off the gate, right out of the gate, Sherrod. But I think this is going to go down as the as the Brad Stevens is staying game, because just setting the stage on this game, all of the buzz around Brad Stevens and IU and if he's going or not, and he's like. No, I love you, and I love you, Boston, and I'm staying. I'm a mass hole. And I want to be here forever, and I'm a mass hole, and this is my home, and I never want to leave. And what do the players do? They come out and drop 45 points in the first half, standing around, no energy. you got Mike Gorman, the most mild-mannered person on the planet, like, these guys suck, Scal. You know, like, (laughs) it's uh, – they did that again, and what happens? Okay, great. Spirited run in the third quarter. We've seen that before. But when you play, crap the whole first half, make it close for a little bit. Your margin for error is zero. And what you got a team that can't open and a team that, oh my God, what a disaster closing that game was. I mean, just a nightmare game on what seemed like a total cupcake layup win opportunity. Yeah. I mean, when you start looking at the fact of who you were playing, where you were playing. I mean, this was a place where, you know, Jimmy was like a, a snot-nosed punk, more so than a snot-nosed punk he is today, the last time Sacramento <laughs> won in Boston. It was like, yeah. like 13, 14 years ago, more than a decade ago. But to me, the, the most the most reality, you know, straight no chaser moment for me was at the very end of the game, and you're down by 11. Kimba has the ball. And I know you don't have a chance to win, but just dribbling out they the clock. it out of I've, I can't recall the last time I've seen a team that was getting their ass kicked like that at home to a bad team that didn't show some fight, even though the game was over. We get that, but damn, you're just gonna you're just gonna chalk up another turnover just for the sake of chalking up a turnover. It was I thought it was it symbolized the way that they play. They pick and choose when they want to go hard, but they don't pick and choose that enough. I was I was texting with a, with a scout who was watching the game, and you know he made a, he he he. Hold on. Let me just make sure I got this right. He says, I want to misquote him. Right. He, he says that I don't so. understand this team. Is it they don't want to win or do they not care about losing? Which matters more? And I, and I, 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 I couldn't respond to him because I have no idea. I don't know whether they, they hate losing or whether they, they, excuse me, whether they enjoy winning more than they hate to lose. Because right. if they enjoy winning more, that's a problem. 
that's a big problem because you should hate losing far more than you enjoy winning. And right. I don't feel that with this team. We were talking about that too, and I'll let I want Jimmy's thoughts on it. We were texting about that earlier today, and I don't want to put it on individual players because I can't get in their head. But you know, you see, guy, look, you have a very telling, and I'm going to play this a little bit later. Uh, quote from Marcus Smart earlier in the game, uh, or before this. Uh, the actually, I I might see if I can dig that up. But effort has been questioned, um, you know, a good bit here, and I, I'm going to play this Marcus bite here if I can get it. Um, is this it right here? I'm going to see if I can play this Marcus bite Boomer. for Boomer us. Alert. A lot of things has happened in, in our lives personally, individually, where, you know, it's hard to come here and, um, you know, give that energy to somebody else when, you know, in your in your own individual personal life, that right. energy has been drained or you don't really have it. Uh, we got to find a way to, to pick each other up when that energy is down um, from that standpoint because um, it shows. So, so that was the bite. Right. And we're bringing in Joe Sway here. But, yeah, for, we're going to comment on that one. Sherrod, your thoughts? Because, again, it's interesting to me. It's They're not the only team dealing with stuff, though they've dealt with a lot. Um, but that can't be an excuse. But when you're looking around, bringing energy and lifting people up, who's he talking about there? Because, I, you know, I can guess, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to blindly speculate. But who's, who's he talking about bringing the energy and transferring that energy to other people? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I've got some folks in mind, but I don't have anything specific to go on as far as names that I've heard about or anything like that. But to to me, I, I think it, it's it's telling when you hear those comments. But the one thing that that is not being said is that when you have those type of external issues happening with a player or players, what you're able to do is come together through practice, through games, and kind of just really use that as kind of a therapeutic session. Well, in this COVID-19 social distancing, crammed-ass schedule, no time to practice, no time to have those off-the-court, just casual interactions that you have in a normal season, you can't fix this stuff. You're trying to, you're trying to get it right. It's one thing to identify the problem, but players – use the game and practice and those those down moments to really galvanize themselves and reset the table but doesn't everybody well doesn't every theory, team isn't every yeah, team but, dealing with what they're dealing with isn't every team dealing with no crowd isn't every team dealing with yeah. ups and downs mm -hmm. and all of that stuff and again i know Sherrod, real quick i want to welcome in joe sway from the garden you know you're there joe sway what are you seeing in terms of body language the guys who are out there you know on the bench in between timeouts. You saw a couple of moments where you see guys slump their shoulders. That that three-on-one where Grant gave it back to Pritchard and, and he he gets stuffed and Tatum's just like, ugh. You know, like this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. I think in the third quarter, you saw a little bit of a difference, whether it was just overall effort and, and seeing them go out and, and defend the three-point arc. But, I mean, that first half, the body language didn't look great. Again, they continue to look like this team that's, like, defeated. They get beside themselves when they get really – punched in the mouth in the first quarter like we've been talking about all season long and that's exactly what we saw you know listen it's funny you you mentioned what Marcus Smart had to say I, I think the part that stood out most to me is when he talked about pressure and when Tom I believe it was Tom Westerholm you know pressed him a bit about it he said, well what do you mean by that what do you mean by pressure and he went into how you know these NBA players of course they have a lot of pressure off the court and you know they take this stuff home whereas we're on the side talking about it they have to live it every single day okay I get that Marcus and you know at the same time, that's also what you signed up for. But I don't think when a team like the Celtics goes 500, I don't think he should 
be talking about these sort of, uh, I don't want to call them excuses, but sort of cop-out answers as to how do they fix this. Now, he does have a point, a good point in the sense that health-wise, I mean, starting five or the, or the top, the best five players haven't played a whole lot of basketball all season long together because, because of uh, different issues. So he does have a good point there. But when he talks about pressure and he talks about guys taking stuff home, it makes me think that a lot of these guys, I mean, they're putting obviously a lot of more pressure, a lot more weight on what they're doing. But also it looks like it seems like maybe there's a disconnect between these guys. And I'm not saying that they don't necessarily like each other or, you know, when they go out on the court, maybe the game plan is broken up at some point because of that, because of the stress weighing down on, on the on the pressure situations, because they're falling to teams that are under 500, you know. Uh, but again, it's not an excuse, you know. Marcus Smart's not a rookie. He's not a second, third-year guy. He's been around for quite some time here. So I was a little bit surprised mm-hmm. by it. But at the same time, it's like I get what you're saying, Marcus, but what else? What else is going on? They don't play hard. They don't play hard enough. And right. that, I don't care what you got going on in your, in your family and your personal life. Effort is not something that that stuff should take away from. Exactly. They, they're just not, they're not playing hard. And, and what, what I'm, what I'm struggling to understand is one, why aren't you playing hard? And why isn't somebody up in arms about this? Like when they lose games right. like this, they're able to rationalize why they lost mm-hmm. the game. We just didn't do this well enough. We just, I want to see someone actually scream in someone's face, grab someone by the by the freaking jersey, and say, "What the <laughs> f are you doing?" Well, that's what the are problem. You doing? That's the problem. I like, again, I I don't want to point. They need an asshole in the locker room. But that's the problem. Yeah. Is it, yeah. it's hard to point to the Jays without knowing that that's what's doing it. But you see the effort. I mean, again, you had. Their assist to turnover ratio tonight was again terrible. They, I, I don't think they're looking for their teammates. They're trying to do it all themselves. Whether that's the pressure of you know uh, just being the only guys who can do it there, or just the way they're wired, or just I don't know lack of lack of whatever it is. But it's that these are not guys who are up all the time. You know, Jalen Brown over the course of his career has had issues bringing the energy that he's even cited. Uh, He's brought them up himself and those are in normal times. So these are not normal times. Uh, And again, I'll get into Jalen a little bit later because he has about eight to 10 moments each game that are freaking infuriating, despite the fact that, you know, he has stretches like he had in the third quarter where he's saving the, 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 the team and putting them on his back. But it's just the body language with those guys. You're right. You're like, you've got Brad on the sideline who's not a get-in-your-face yelling sort of guy, and your two signature players are really soft-spoken, and they mumble in interviews, and they don't get in your face. And, and that's – I mean, energy sometimes is a show as much as it is. Like, you might have fire inside, but sometimes you've got to – you know, you see the excuse – you see people say, it's not the kind of guy he is. It's not the kind of guy Brad is. But somebody's got to bring it. You know, you can't just have Marcus Smart throwing chairs in a locker room after a game is the only form of energy this team's going to have. Like, these guys have to find a way to lift people up. I and they're not doing that. it through their actions, and they're not doing it, you know, through through their emotion. I want to see that. I want to see Marcus lose it. Uh, because, yeah. frankly, they someone has to remind these guys that we're not playing hard. And you don't use it in the nice level tone that I'm talking right now. You basically, <laughs> you have to be an asshole about it. And, yeah. and Marcus, I love him to death. He can be that. It is within him. And for me, at this point, he's the guy that when you talk about being true to who you are, being authentic, being able to provide that energy, that spark, that that anger, 
There's no one better qualified to be that person than Marcus. I always worried about as Marcus got older and more mature and seasoned, whether that fire that he would display when in his early years in the NBA, whether that would just kind of be toned back and, and coiled in, and how would that affect the team that he's playing with? And Marcus seems really level-headed about all the stuff that's going on, and that's a problem because that's not the Marcus Smart that I know that can be the, the game changer that we all know he has the potential to be. And everyone has to figure out how to be themselves. And Marcus, I don't know if he's being authentic to who he is. I think he's doing what the team may want him to be like and do. But I kind of miss that asshole, Marcus Smart, that guy that would get angry and would get in guys' face and, and would just piss people off. They need him because he's not out there now. He's good, but he's not that guy now. You used to have to hold him back every game, remember? And <laughs> I love true. that. I yeah. love ready to whip, ready to jump on Marcus uh, on Demarcus Cousins' ass. I love yeah. seeing that stuff. Yeah. He lose, but that's okay. <laughs> so, right, right. So the the thing I tweeted during the game, and I'll say it here because I, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of people who saw the tweet, is that if this Celtics team was in the NCAA tournament, they would be that 12 seed. They would be that five seed that loses to the 12 seed. Just that team that everyone's like, yeah, I'm picking against them, like. They're like prime for an upset. Like they're just that team that just doesn't bring it. They're they're Tennessee, you know. Like Tennessee, yes, Jimmy, boom. They're they're Tennessee. Like that's that's a Celtics team. Like they just don't have that killer instinct. They don't have that fire. They don't have like that tenacity that you want. I mean, there's probably a million reasons for it, but a lot of them have to do with the top of the roster and 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 above that. And I'm a firm believer in in a few things. One speaking things into existence is huge i mean we see winning teams that's how they attack the day that's how they attack games they believe in what they think they believe in what they say and they constantly say it i think the patriots are a prime example of that their leadership over the years those guys exude nothing but confidence from from start to finish celtics i never hear anything like positive or good or encouraging or anything even close out of that locker room from any of the players. I mean, the coaches, Brad, whatever, um, you know, again, it goes back to like the style of, you know, coach Brad is and the style of players. These guys are like, they just don't, aside from Marcus, they just don't really seem to have that type of mentality. And the other thing I'm, I'm a believer in is being a, a product of your environment. There's a really good book out there called the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm sure you guys have either heard it, read it or whatnot. It's all heard, about, yeah. it's all about, you know, how small changes lead to big changes and how, you know, being a product of your environment can change how things roll. And this team is going, it seems to be going in the opposite direction. Like they're a product of, of what's becoming a worse and worse environment, whether it's, you know, rumors about the coach leaving, which is apparently, you know, completely media driven. I, I think we can all say, I mean, there hasn't really been any other reason to think that Brad would leave. Or whether it's, you know, players just not stepping up and not, you know, showing up and not being consistent. For whatever the reason is, this team is going backwards and they're not, you know, they're not a team that is trending in the direction of confidence, not a team that's, you know, making positive changes, even little things that, you know, they can build off of. They're going into the trade deadline, probably all wondering if they'll even be on the team next week because they don't know if they're buyers or they're sellers at this point. I mean, it's just we're we're at the point where 
Like, who are these guys? But that's you know? the thing is you keep so prior to the game, and I want to I'm gonna I'm gonna get into Brad's comments about the staying and stuff. Cause again, media driven or not, I think from Indiana, the interest in Brad was absolutely real. Whether or not Brad's interest, whether the interest was mutual, certainly seemed sure. like it was driven by the media in terms of just putting two and two together and coming up with it. Yeah, yeah it I mean, it make kind sense of makes sense to, you know, but, connect the dots. Sure. But just now in the post game, Brad, Brad delivers another quote about have togetherness, playing together. And before, I swear, this is my least favorite Brad quote of all time. When he talks about we have to be the best version of ourselves. I can't, I, I, I he says it and he, I get it. I can't stand it. I don't even know I what that version is. I can't stand it. Just say, just say, we freaking suck right now instead of we have to be the best version of ourselves you're not talking to toddlers okay and we keep saying that like okay johnny i need you to be the best version of yourself today and don't throw a stapler at your classmate like yeah i I don't want to be the best version of ourselves basically saying we suck but we need to be the best team we need to be the best sucking team as possible yeah, I, I, I hate that. But before the game, Brad um, addressed the IU rumors and gave the greatest Brad quote of his entire Boston tenure by far. Probably sure. did more Probably did more to ingratiate himself with this quote than anything that he said or done uh, this, this season. And I think bought himself a little bit of goodwill and ended the speculation. So I'll play this real quick. Are you considering uh, the Indiana University job right now or kind of where does that stand? it the other day i'm not you know and and i tried to say it um as clearly as i could and also make sure that people understand that that place um to me is special i hope they hire whoever they hire and i hope they're there for 20 years and kids feel like i did but i'm not a kid anymore i'm i'm a 44 year old mass hole i swerve, <laughs> I, I swerve around others <laughs> on the when I'm driving, I eat Dunkin' Donuts and I root for the Patriots. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm unfortunately been skewed in a lot of ways, I guess. <laughs> so again, I'm, a, I'm you know forty-four years old. I'm Paul a grown man. I'm, I'm, I'm forty. But going to the packy afterwards, kid. Uh, Hall <laughs> yeah, of Fame. Hall of Fame Fucking quote. Suck. Great, but so look at it this way: If you were a Celtics player, okay, now just let's just. Think, get in their heads, okay? You're a Celtics player and there's stories, rumors about your coach leaving. Your coach comes out there and says, hell no, I'm here forever. We're going through this fight together. We're going through tough times, but I love you guys. I want to stay. And then the players go out and they drop 45 points in a listless first half and a 10-point deficit at home (laughs) and then collapse late in the fourth (laughs) quarter. What does that say about them? Again, People are still like, oh, I don't think they're tuning him out. At what point do you start to acknowledge that, like, they're not, they're not laying out for one another or for him right now? They're not. Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem. I mean, th- there is no North Star that they're gravitating towards. They're Nothing. not tuning him out or tuning him in. They're not they're just playing hard for themselves. Thing. They're just out. They're just fifteen bodies running up and down the court because that's their job. That's that's what they're supposed to do. It's they're not playing as if yeah. there's a purpose. There's there's no right. purpose to what they're playing for right now. They're not looking engaged. And they what they'll do and what they've been done consistently is they'll show you just enough glimpses of them at their best. As Brad would say, they've been being the best versions of themselves. Hit the refresh <laughs> button. They're the best version of themselves now. <laughs> I and then it'll go away. Stand that quote. 
It kills me. And it goes on a chalkboard. We got to be the best version of ourselves. Kills refresh me. Refresh button. Refresh. <laughs> oh. So Brad, Brad's message is Brad's message. I thought was was you know it was funny. It was great. You know everyone eats it up. But like, is that still like I don't know that like if he says that to his players like hey guys like I'm a asshole I'm going nowhere like I don't know is that really gonna fire them up like maybe he has no, a different way of, exactly exactly it's like guys I swerve around cars on the highway I drink I drink Dunkin' Donuts I'm not going anywhere let's go out there and win this game like you'll be like. Like he's I hopefully he he can re- re- relay that message in a different way that can kind of fire up his players and you know I have no idea what they say to each other or what he says to them in the in the locker room but it does kind of feel like again they play listless they play like a team that this is like how they play like well, I don't know I I guess we'll I guess we'll win this one or I, I guess we lost this one like Sherrod said earlier like. I don't even know what the, the scout just blew my mind with that text. Like I was so I couldn't figure out which answer I wanted to use, but I think the the point was like they don't really care like one way or the other like what's going on out there. Uh, yeah, and yeah. And, and, uh, and that's and that's a problem. That's a problem when yeah, you do absolutely. I, mean, I would much rather a team doesn't care and plays like they don't care. Like you know, I, I look at a team like the Houston Rockets. I mean, they don't have much. They play hard, but they're not very good, and they know that. And they play yeah. like a team that's not very good. Who knows? who they are. You look at a team like Brooklyn and Utah, they can be down by 10, 15 points. And they know just like that, they can, they can beat you by 10 or 15 points in a matter of minutes. The Celtics, they don't really seem to know who they want to be. They just, they're out there playing. It, they don't play like there. a team that should be out of the playoffs. They don't play like a team that wants to be the top of the mountain. They play like a team that's just happy to be in the bill. So, so let's put it this way. And again, so you can look around and again, point fingers at, okay, there's not great support players here on this team. Understandable. He's been struggling to figure out who to rotate in, who to play as that third wing behind Tatum and Brown, struggling to find offense when, uh, when at least two of the guys between it's Kemba Brown and, uh, and, uh, and Tatum aren't on the floor. It's not an easy – the puzzle pieces are weird, okay? Playing that two-big lineup, having injuries, I get it. He's at a bit of a disadvantage here. But at, at what point – Again, if now you're looking at you're going to put the 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 you're going to you're going to put it squarely on the shoulders of the people who are meant to lead you. And again, that's why I keep looking at the Jays. They have to take it to another level and transcend where they are right now because it's on them. If you are surrounded by lesser pieces, you have to double your efforts at this point. It doesn't mean I'm going to just score more. You have to figure out a way to right the ship, to make everybody better, to do all that. If he doesn't believe he's getting effort from anybody who's in that first five or first six or first seven, I say send a message of some sort. Sit somebody, change a rotation, do something. He just keeps kind of repeating the same things. Again, the rotation changed a little bit today, but if your starters aren't giving you energy, you've got to do something at some point, right? Yeah, I don't know I what that something is, but you got to do something drastic. You got to do something that's you have to do something drastic at this point. Yeah, something that's uncharacteristic of of, of Brad. And, and listen, I think a lot of that Duncan stuff and all that Boston stuff before the game, yeah, it was also a PR move. I mean, let's let's just be honest here. Let's let's let me get it out there once again, once and for all. I love this city. I love this team, and we can move on. But at the same time, if you're one of those top four or five players on the team, I'm giving you all I got that night. I'm like, man, coach, coach said what he said. And, yeah, and, I don't and, get it. You know. Yeah, like he's here. He's 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 in it. For, he's in it for the long haul. You know what? And and everyone can talk about that job over there in Indiana. But you know what? I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna play my ass off because I'm gonna show everyone that we can make this thing work. We can turn this thing around. And they laid an egg in that first half. Yeah, they were only down by like ten points at the half. 
but they should have been down That's by 20. Egg. It's an egg. I mean, and then here comes the third quarter, which we've seen so many times. It's like fresh out of halftime. They come out. They look great. I'm waiting for the beginning of that fourth quarter because that's the stretch where things get ugly. Yeah. The very first, very first play, they knocked out a three-pointer to, to start things off. And then it was just essentially all downhill from there, whether it was the 50-50 the play, Sacramento winning those, or whether it was them getting buckets in transition. I mean, look, the, the Celtics, it just comes when, it, when we're talking about effort over and over again for a team that's talented enough to not be 500, and we're still talking about this 41 games into the regular season. The coaches lost this team, guys. I mean, I, I it took me a couple of weeks to reach that point, but and I'm not saying that they've reached a point where Brad can't get them to refocus. I just don't know how he's going to be able to do that. I think yeah. his cut is this work is, is cut out for Brad right now with this team this season. Yeah, this Can game was Celtics led 91 to 90. Okay, six with 4:30 to go. Was that the Pritchard three, the second one, back to back? It was. It lasted for like a second, and then and ninety-one to ninety, and then that was it. You know, that was it. Yeah, uh, that was the only lead. Yeah, ninety-one to ninety, and then the Kings took off seventeen to five down the stretch to close it. In the last, Sean Holmes had like back-to-back blocks, and then Fox hit like three shots in a row. Everything like, Tatum and Brown tied to do. All of a sudden, it was like, what? We, what? How Tatum and Brown we, head down, going, going, how, going. How many going times have we seen that, though? Yeah. It's like the same makeup, the same profile team, whether it's effort on defense with a team that has plenty of shooters, you know, or 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 teams that, that can buckle down defensively down the stretch, and the Celtics get flustered and start forcing forcing the issue. That's exactly what happened tonight. We've seen this That's over it. and over ISO, again. force the issue, turn it over, or get a bad shot, get blocked, whatever. Let's panic because different. it's only five how many minutes times left. A, how many times has a one- or three-point game turned into a nine-point game like that? It happened again tonight. In a blink, Sacramento's up nine, and it was over. That's it. And it's possession, always at that possession. time. Wasted possession, wasted possession, right. three, three, or three, two, and done, gone, ball game. And then you just, don't have enough. You don't have enough time to get out of it because you, you your margin for error was so thin because you slacked off at three and a half quarters. It's happened yeah. so many times. Yeah. And Josue, you mentioned it before, like two minutes ago, where you're talking. You were talking about how they should have reacted to Brad Stevens's, you know, message. We've talked about this on the show all, all year. Can you guys remember one time where they've, you know, said, you know, commended? A coach or even a fellow teammate. Yeah, like, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's happened, but like, but especially it's few and far between. It's yeah. few and far between when you hear players talking about Brad or commending Brad, or I mean that 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 I can honestly say that I don't even know if I've heard this year. And but Jimmy, we used to hear that. We used to hear that. Body of work. Jimmy and Sherrod. We used to hear. We used to hear that all the time. They used to. They used to gush over. We used to hear it all the time. But back then, they were like the little engine that could. Yeah. So anything that they did that moved them in that direction, yay! But now Thanks, you've got expectations. Uh, and, and now you're falling well below those expectations. I don't I don't blame players for not you know pulling out the Brad Stevens pom-poms because he hasn't done anything to this point that deserved to be cheered on. I mean, you've got a freaking 500 team that had two All-Stars this year, three guys who've been All-Stars within the last two years. And you – I'm sorry, you're you're what? You're 500? Look yeah, around. That's what? my point, though. I, I, that's Sherrod, if you're if you're if your head coach is 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 rumored to be going to to leave the NBA to go back to college to coach Indiana, you gotta feel some type of way about that. It's like, well, wait a minute, we're not that bad, but they didn't have that kind of response. Sherrod. You know what? Here's, but here's my thing: if that was something that as a player bothered you, then you would play actually better because your whole point there's what I'm like, saying. If he wants out, yeah. we're gonna show him what he's exactly. gonna be walking away from. But you know what? They don't care. 
It didn't. Well, it did. Whether Brad was willing to be going there, whether he's staying, it does not matter. These guys are not moved emotionally to engage themselves in the kind of art of combat that you need to get your act mm-hmm. together. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what Brad's situation is. It is completely irrelevant. And I think there's there's a. I'm starting to put more and more substance into what Marcus Smart was saying about how something is going on outside of what's happening on the court that is spilling onto the court, and they have yet to figure out how to rectify that and make it so that is such make it so that it's not not such a big factor in their success because clearly yeah. there's something wrong within that team dynamic that they can't get their hands on. Yeah. And I don't believe it's X's and O's. I don't believe it's no. guys with injuries. It To me, there's something that's mentally in their heads collectively that is absolutely screwing up the entire well, system. I want to get Jimmy's take real quick, but again, we, we had, we, we've brought this up before, you know, we had Kevin McHale was on with Max and like in the nicest way possible, all Max asked him was say something to Celtics fans watching this team right now. And he just said, basically the message was guys, play for each other, man. You know, like mm-hmm. you've got to want your other, you've got to want your teammates to succeed. And if you, that's where you're going to find joy in the game. And if you don't, it's not going to work. And Max didn't even ask him a, a pointed question. That was Ke- M- Mikhail's 30,000 foot view of this team. <laughs> like I do not, I'm watching these guys and they're not, they're not playing for one another. Take it for what it's worth. But uh, Jimmy, go ahead. Yeah, no, my, 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 just to follow up on what Joe Swain and Sherrod were talking about with Brad, I don't expect the team to be like, go Brad, go. Like, you know, we love everything that's going on, but throughout the course of the season, Brad's taken a lot of heat, whether justified or not. And never once did I hear a player come to his defense and be like, you know, listen, like, this is our coach. This is our guy. We're playing the best in the league. Smartest guy in the league. Yeah. Like never once. It's not, not even so much about the fact that he's going, that the rumors about Indiana, but just, when they, when the heat was getting on Brad, or as it has over the last month plus, month or two months even now, it's crickets from the from the from his players, and that to me speaks volumes about, you know, is this team in it together? You know, do they have each other's backs? Do they, do they have Brad's back? Does you know, I I just I feel like I'm not seeing or hearing like the support that I would want to see or hear if I was you know a fan of this team, you know, thinking okay, you know. This team has what it takes mentally and physically. You know they have the skill, they have the camaraderie, like they're in it together and like they have each other's backs. Like I just don't get that vibe at all. Yeah, but you're you're talking about a team that one has two leaders who just their personalities don't really align with doing yeah, something like that. Like t- that's not Tatum's style. That's not JB's style. And two, you're talking about again not just two guys who just personality wise aren't like that, but they're freaking ages. I mean. And again, this is not making an excuse for them, but this to me, that's the reality that you're not going to get that. Uh, even if they were winning, I don't think those guys would be touting Brad, Brad's as you know, putting them in great positions to do do great things and all that stuff. That's not who they are. Uh, I think ultimately everything comes back to what are you getting done on the floor? And right now, they're not engaged in Brad one way or the other. I don't think they're tuning him in. I don't think they're tuning him out. I think they are just out there running up and down a damn court playing basketball with no yeah, North Star that they're aiming towards. It's five him. guys playing in single single player mode, you know? Like, <laughs> that's it. They're just kind of, you know, that's yeah. it. It, yeah. it is. It's just single player mode. It's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, and again, I don't want to go, I mean, yeah, I am going to go directly. 
I, something's been bugging me a bit. It's a, I, you know, I've noticed like a couple of games where Jalen has like a salvageable stat line at the end of the game. He'll do about eight or nine things that'll drive you freaking nuts. But I swear, I've been watching it closely the last few games. I, it's never been his thing, but he doesn't look up once when he's on his way. When once he gets the ball in his hand, he doesn't look up once. He just starts going. The only time he'll ever pass is if he gets trapped and he's out of and he's he's out of sync. Um, there was one sequence earlier in the game, and I've been watching specifically for this, and it's it has just been driving me nuts. And you guys might disagree, but I mean, again, he and Tatum were terrible tonight in their assist to turnover ratio. I think it was six assists and nine turnovers between the two of them. Um, and we're talking about needing to make each other better. One one sequence where Brown's got the ball and he drives head down. Uh, Brad finally did what we've been dying for him to do. He cut the rotation and he played the kids. He played Pritchard. Teague sat the whole time. He gave Neesmith some minutes. He didn't play semi. I want to see that for the rest of the season. I don't care if it result, results in wins or losses. But Neesmith's out there for one reason, and that's to create space and to shoot. And JB went to the basket two or three times and drew defenders. One time, clearly, they all suck into him in the lane. Okay? And Neesmith sitting there. It's That's what that play is designed for. Draw the defense, kick for three. Right there, doesn't give it to him, shoots a floater off one leg from the free throw line, which is about a 22% efficiency yeah. shot in a game. But he makes but he makes it. Great. So nobody says anything about it. Next time down, again, head down, dribble, 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 gets trapped on the baseline. Then he gets up and he starts looking, and, and then he passes it to Rob. It was just that little sequence, just emblematic of almost all of his possessions at this point, which is, and again, maybe it's because he's thinking, I've got to take it on myself. Maybe it's because he's thinking, I don't get the ball enough in a shared environment, so I have no, to get mine when no, I do have time. mine. No. I don't know which one it is, but it's gotten way worse at the beginning of the year he seemed to be you know playing with a different flow going at the right time not at the others there's there, there was more overall general awareness situational awareness when he had an opportunity to, to be aggressive when he needed to kind of work the ball back around and now it's just give me the ball and go and it's just he's reverted to like 18 2018 Jalen Brown instead of the guy we saw late last season and in the beginning of this season who showed those next evolutions. The dribble is sloppy. The turnovers are up. It's a definite regression. I don't know if it's all knee-based or it's just something in his head where he's lost kind of he's lost the plot a little bit. I think he's just trying to do too much. Yeah, I think that that's that's a lot of what is what's happening because he. I think he's trying to do too much because the guys around him aren't doing enough. Uh, he's looking I, and around. I, I don't disagree with that. It might just be pressing. But you know what? Part, I gotta do it. Well, part of his right. problem, though, with that approach, is it erodes away at the team's overall trust factor. When you start making those types of plays, even when you're making those shots, All the time, if, right? Everyone's like, yeah. what, what am I out if, here for?" If, exactly. Like, if I'm Aaron Naismith, I'm thinking, "Like, damn, you do realize they drafted me because I was, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Sick, here, I'm a shooter. Man. Yeah, right. I mean, get. I mean, I may not make every shot, but damn, can I get? Can I get a look? I mean, he's not even looking him off. It's Never. one thing to look at a guy and still make your shot. He's not right. even getting the glance. That's. Yeah. Not, not even looking. 
It sounds like uh, it sounds they, like he, he, sh- he stepped on the court. Brown. He stepped on the court tonight, and they had no idea who he was. They were like, yeah. "Wait, hi, I'm Jalen." <laughs> oh, I'm Aaron. Name again? I'm Aaron. I've been here for 41 games. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> my bad. That's Wait, right, the I'm court telling court you guys. Why is the ball boy on the court? Get him off the court. Get him off the court. Yeah. Yeah. you 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 look like a shorter Hassan Whiteside. What are you doing here? Who are you? Jalen Brown. I said this before the All Star break, guys. They need to have that uncomfortable conversation. Damn it! You think they've had it? You think they they talk about the problems of this team? You think they uh, dissect Brad yeah. Stevens' game plan? No. I think they've had they've had conversations about it, but they haven't had the uncomfortable conversation where it's That's like, what you know what? <laughs> I need to be better. You need you to start know, doing this. Exactly. I hate when you do this. I hate when you do that. That's what right. I'm talking about. Right, and, and, and those yeah, conversations, they're not about pointing. They're getting all the issues out on the table so you can process and dig through those and find a common solution. If this, were, you, yeah. if this were a band, they would break up and go on there and do little solo tours for oh, a little yeah. bit and then and then maybe you come know, Jalen, back after they realize Jalen, they were better is, with one another. Jalen would like drop a, drop a solo, he, he'd drop a solo mixtape by now, man, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. One Direction for the, uh, for the Gen Zs out there. And Jalen's oh. Bobby Brown. Sure. I don't know who was in One Direction, but <laughs> see, new edition is well, from 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 Boston, Jimmy. That's why I yeah. went with them. So yeah. no, I like that. Edition. I like that. Jalen Bobby. Jalen Bobby. New edition's mine and Sherrod's uh, era. And what, they, what do you think and, of that? And listen, Celtics were think, never. What do you think of that, Sherrod? He's Bobby Brown. One Direction was before they that, broke that up. Jalen could be Bobby Brown in, in a sense of yeah, being I that guy. You know what? I can see that. I'm out. I'm gonna do my own thing. I can see that. And and just like be a smash. Exactly, and be successful. Right, and be successful. Yeah. On the other side of JB, you have Tatum. Uh, Not a great game for him. Um, And, again, we keep hearing, and there was another good story today, Tom Haberstrow, about the COVID effects of players. You know, I am willing to – I don't know what's going on with Tatum with that, so it is hard to criticize entirely heart and effort Mm -hmm. when he's acknowledging that, like, I'm still having some weird respiratory issues. I think it's pretty clear he hasn't been entirely the same guy. So it's harder for me to do the straight Tatum uh, criticism here, but he definitely has had those moments where he's – He's in it or he's not, or he's engaged or he's not. I don't know if he's picking his spots because energy is kind of ebbs and flows during the course of the game. It's tough to figure out what's going on with him, but this was another kind of disengaged game from him as well, you know? And there's just, there's way too many of these. I mean, you can count them, you can count them on one hand last year, pre bubble when he had, well, no, he started the season pressing. Once he got locked in, you never saw these types of games. Now it's every mm-hmm. other game where you get a, uh, Tatum wasn't himself sort of game. It's just, it's way too frequent for a superstar to have this many, to, to lay this many eggs. And it seems like he does it a lot. Sometimes yeah. I think he, sometimes I think he thinks that's going to get the guys going, right? Well, maybe if I take a step back, they'll figure things out. No, it doesn't work like that, Jason. I mean, some of these guys you're playing with, they've, they've been in the league for less than a year. Some of these guys didn't get a, you know, Peyton Pritchard, the rookies, they, they didn't even get a, a, a preseason of the way a routine rookie is supposed to in this league. And I think a lot of the times that's the wrong way to go about it. I mentioned, I compared him to going through the phase that LeBron James went through when he finally – uh, was able to put it together in a sense of making his teammates better, right? He realized, wait, wait a minute, you know, maybe I don't need to drop 47 points to, to, to put this team, you know, uh, over the hump. 
You know, I, I got to empower guys that no one's, you know, ever heard of. You know, the, the roster that everyone says had no business ever making the NBA Finals. How did that happen? And listen, I know Jason Tatum is not on the level of LeBron James, but he has to start thinking that way. He has a lot of miles, and I mean that in a good way, of a, a, a third or four-year guy who's been to, who's been so deep in the playoffs. That's such a unique experience that a lot of guys don't get to go through. And I think that's, again, that's the next step of his evolution. How is he going to become a better passer and get guys involved forcefully, you know, not take a step back and say, all right, guys, you guys do your thing. I'll step in when I need to. No, no, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That's not a way a, a team can be very successful in this league. So, you know what, I, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take exception with, to that. Cause I, I think offensively, I think he has shown, a willingness to get guys more involved than we've seen in past years. To me, the regression that I'm seeing more than anything is at the defensive end of the floor. And that to me is troubling because that's the part of the game where if you're the best player and you're standing out for all the right reasons at that end of the floor, that is going to jumpstart your teammates. That's the stimulus package that this team needs right now. That's what they need. I mean, Tatum needs to be that guy. He needs to uplift those guys at that end of the floor. Because we've seen when this team has gone on great runs, it has always been the defense leading the charge. It's always defense creating easy offense. And it hasn't always been Tatum. It hasn't always been Jalen. It's been the whole team involved in that, whether it's, you know, Tice getting a rebound that leads to a layup for Jalen or Tatum getting a steal that leads to a three-pointer for Peyton. They have to find a way. And Tatum is – specifically has to find a way to make a bigger impact at that end of the floor, because that is going to be what gets this team out of the malaise they're in. They need Tatum to be that defensive stimulus package to get this train back to moving. I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a better way to put it. You know what? Brad Stevens, that used to be his MO, right? When he had teams that had minimal talent. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, and, like and Indiana. I said this before, Sherrod, <laughs> in, in past shows. Count it! <laughs> Somebody, somebody's count it! <laughs> I give him that, I give him that, I give him that. <laughs> a buddy of mine said this to me, so I can't take full credit, but he said, Brad Stevens is the type of guy that can raise the floor, but he can't necessarily raise the ceiling. And he's, and he, and he's used, like, the last couple of years as an example of that, where he, he can bring, like, like, you know, underachieving guys or, or guys off the radar or, or bad guys, he can bring them up to, you know, a competitive level, but he can't necessarily, or he hasn't shown that he can really take a, a you know, a great player and make him a superstar or, or, you know, tap or into someone's already to the point. Someone's already ascended, yeah. Or somebody mm. who's already there and like keep him there or, you know, bring him to that, that final level sort of thing. So I thought that was kind of an interesting like observation about Brad because, that is when Brad was getting all the praise was in those first few years where he was taking over teams that were, you know, underrated or, 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 you know, completely just written off. And, you know, they were outperforming teams and outworking teams. That's the thing is like you get certain players that were outworking guys. Like you don't get that now. Like rarely are these guys like outworking the other team. They might win some games just based on talent, even when they're not playing at their best, but they're rarely like putting in that work. It feels like, and just, you know, winning the 50-50 battles or just like those, those, like how many close games down the stretch do they just straight up lose? Because like they just, they just don't execute or they don't, whatever it is down the stretch, they're just not doing it. And they haven't done it for some time now. It's almost like, and I think there was a comment that you posted, John. It's like whatever Jalen Brown said, you know, they, they're, when it's supposed to be time for them to, you know, engage but, and, and get down to it, they, they do the opposite. But I, here's another thing I hate. As much as I hate Brad's, you know, 
best version of ourselves. I hate a bunch of people sitting in post-game comments saying we, but talking about other people and not themselves. Like we is code for them. Okay. Yeah, and everybody yeah, says yeah. we, and it drives me nuts. Collectively do something. It's yeah. all of you. I, I don't want to hear Jalen say we, okay. Say I, <laughs> I didn't bring focus. Tell me what you didn't do. We no. means a lot of other people, okay? Blame. Oh, and sorry, a lot yeah. of people are saying we. And what do you mean by we? We means them, okay? We doesn't mean we, okay? And everyone's saying it. Marcus prior to the game, Jalen after the game, okay? Who isn't? If you're not doing, own up to it. If you've got a problem, stuff's in your head, you can't focus, ask out for a game and go get your head right. But don't keep showing up and playing 50% of your minutes hard and the rest just walking around and then saying, we got to play harder. I can't stand that. I, I, I really don't <laughs> like it. It's just, it's just passing the buck. Yeah. To yep. make Miss League, John, make Miss League. Both teams play hard. <laughs> Both teams played hard. We, <laughs> just <a> we. <laughs> well, John, we just try, We just have to be the best version of ourselves, John. That's all. That's all, uh, That's all we're going to do. <laughs> Jeez, Yo, hold on, real quick. Well, that, real quick I got a question. I got a question. Sherrod, real, were you there when, when she said that? I feel like you were, or no? Which 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 comment? Uh, Both teams play hard? Yeah, when she said that. Weren't you there or no? Was he, was he still the Pistons? No, she when he said both teams play hard, blazing, he, was right? he, was he was in Portland. He was in Portland. Yeah, that was hilarious. Man. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. an all timer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one of the few. That's one of the few Cleed Sheet uh, memorable quotes that's repeatable. Um, Sherrod, uh, since we're asking you questions, I got one for you. You you covered the Pistons for a long time, and you played and you covered some really really great teams and teams that that surprised a lot of people and just outwork teams all the time. And then you covered the Celtics. I know, championship right? year. I know where you're going with this, Jimmy. That's a good call. Yeah, and in the last couple of years, you've been covering these teams, and do you notice, like, you mm -hmm. notice a big difference in, in in those championship teams and those those teams that won a lot of games in this team? Like, what? What's Hell yeah, teams? huge difference. <laughs> I mean, we we don't we don't have enough time to get into all of them, so I just give you some of the the highlights. <laughs> That's um, what I had. The biggest the biggest difference is on the floor leadership. Whereas with the Celtics, we're trying to find one leader. The Pistons, when they were in championship mode competing for a title, there was no shortage of leaders. And there were subtle things that they did during games that showed the that, – that, that seemed to get their certain guys fired up to play with great effort. For example, if the, Cel if the Pistons won the opening tip, the very first play during the, the couple of years where Larry Brown was there, they would give the ball to Ben Wallace on the block and everyone would clear out. And it didn't matter whether he scored or not. The fact is they're giving big fellow who they're going to need to bust his ass defensively a shot to get on the board right off the jump. And he loved it. And I would say probably 35, 40% of the time he scored, but the rest of the time it didn't matter because his teams trusted him to do something that wanted that he wanted to do. And his and, and the way that he responded was that okay, since they're gonna try to look out for me on offense, I'm gonna protect their asses on defense. And and there were and there were other and there were little things like you know, like Chauncey Billups would, would see Rip Hamilton with a mismatch, and he would just say, Rip, take that MF and, and, and go to work. And they would <laughs> respond. You don't see that. Like if, if like when I see Jalen Brown, yeah, when I see Jalen Brown matched up with a guy who's like 5'10. I don't see them looking to get him the rock and everyone get out the way so he can go to right. work on a little fella. You don't see and, and to me, I don't think they understand that little things like that 
well, even if that guy scores or not, he's going to bust his butt at the other end of the floor because you trusted him mm-hmm. to help the team. And in turn, he you he's going to trust himself to help you at the other end of the floor. There are some trust issues with these guys. Uh, and I don't know where that stemmed from. I don't know how to fix that. But they need to learn how to trust one another, not just for three, four, five minutes when they're down by 12 to a bad team and they can get back to whipping three or four. They need to trust each what, other from the jump. What if they can't? That's the thing. I keep thinking like up. they're asking for we're asking for things like the whole broadcast. Scal and Gorman were like, yeah, they just if they if they just played harder, <laughs> they'd be better. Like, what if it's not in them? You know, like that's the thing. And instead of not instead of asking, instead of saying if they did this, ask the question, why aren't they doing it? You know, and that's really the problem is what is it? Is it they don't like each other? They're not into this season because of all the stuff swirling. They're, they've tuned out Brad. There's, as you said, Sherrod, there's something right now that is keeping these guys from going out. And again, we've all worked places before where something you don't like and you've just decided it's a paycheck and I'm going to go in and clock in and clock out and keep my mouth shut. Can Walk out the door, <laughs> and everybody's had those situations. And it's, it's because no. you hate your boss, you hate your coworker, whatever it is. And it's just, I'm just putting my head down and picking them up and putting them down, and I'm going to get out of there. And that's it. I'm going to go home and I'm going to pound friggin' six beers and, you know, whatever, and forget <laughs> and, about and it. Start all over again tomorrow. And start all over again. Okay. Yeah. So it's got that vibe of the I don't like coming to work vibe. It okay. Does. You're right. Yeah. It does. And, and that's 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 depressing. Uh, let me play Brad real quick. People are asking about it. Here's that post game. I believe it's the one that's going to make me cringe. But here's Brad talking about the loss after the game. I'm more looking at the engagement level in each other, and that's <laughs> what wasn't there in that game early on. And that you know, again, this is not a. They are good people, and have great. You know, I can't say enough good things about them. That's why I believe it's there. That's why, like I told you, Tim, you mentioned, I think our ceiling's better than we've played because I believe in who we have. We got to do it together. That's the bottom line. That was beautiful. Our engagement with one another. Like, these guys don't like each other. John, (laughs) good people. Good people. This is the part, John. They just got to find the best movie. Listen, they just got to hit that refresh button to find the best version of themselves. That's all. That's when you cue the, that's when you cue the slow music, you know, the, the, the Disney feel, background hey, score yeah. music. That's what, that's what that was. I was feeling that a little bit. Uh, I was feeling that. <laughs> he was into it. Don't let John ruin it for you. Don't let John ruin it for you. We got to get engaged with one another. Engagement. Is that what we're doing now? We're going to talk about that's the Bachelor the, since we're talking about engagement. That's the that's the scene. That's the scene when they show like a they show Pritchard like you know in the back listening to Brad. He doesn't know he's there, but he's watching the whole time. He's engaged. That's what that was. <laughs> that's the yeah. cute moment of the season. This is it. It's a turning yeah. point. They're good. They're good people. I just don't know why they're being so mean to me right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? I know they're good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's. I. I. I think just watching them play, I think Danny is. He's got to figure something out to add to do something with this group. Uh, it, it, there has to. He has to find a way to just find some type of just 
agitator. Uh, I know that's that's one of Doc Rivers' favorite types of players. You got to have agitators. They need someone to shake things up. Uh, they need someone to just shake them into wanting to care. Not so much about Brad or uh, about winning as much as just care about each other. Play like you want to play with each other. Uh, as John, I, I thought the analogy you had earlier, John, was, was right on, where you've got like five games in one player mode out there, where they're each trying to figure out what yeah. they can do to help the team and not think that maybe we need to work together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, good um, quote from Jalen. I don't have it, but it is uh, uh, I ha- I, we were talking about saying I. I haven't done a good job of leading this group. I lose sleep at night because of that. So speak, going along the thing that you said of pressing too hard, you're right. This is the this is where you do feel some sympathy for the Jays' plight right now is because of the roster construction, the way that it is, they're being asked to do things that aren't necessarily what they should be doing given their skill set, which is be facilitator, Tatum taking the ball up, do different things like that, but also, you know, uh, and defenses are keying on them because there's just not a lot of other offenses on the floor. So scoring is harder than it than it's been in years past. Everything's harder for them. So you're right. It could be just simply I'm trying to do it all and I'm making things worse as a result of it. And if that's the case, it's a growing pains issue. If it's the other thing, which is a I say that after the game, but the reality is I kind of walked through half the game today and didn't give it my all. That's a different story. So yeah. it's nice to say that, but you got to be honest with yourself. Like, did you try? Ultimately, I mean, why did everything work under Brad for real? The the Steven stuff worked because everybody it was full buy-in. You play a you play this brand of defense and intensity and toughness where everybody switches and it's all everything moving and working together and it doesn't work unless everybody's doing it at the same time and when you have your best offenses it's great ball movement offenses okay they're doing neither of those things right now those are a matter of effort and focus i think okay it has nothing to do with anything else you're either giving the effort to play defense or focused on running the offense the way the coach wants you to run it. They're not doing either of those things. That's what I don't get. It's nice to say after the game I have to do better, but all but also why aren't you doing better when really it just comes down to trying. Just trying. Well, I think, you know, when Brad was talking about, you know, these are really good guys, good people. I don't want to hear that. I I, I you I know I would prefer, I would prefer <laughs> that they were you don't? assholes who played well together than good guys who don't play well together. Uh, I can deal with that. And it, I guess part of, part of my frustration with this team is that when I look at Jalen and I look at Jason and the roles that they have to play on this team as their leaders, look around the league. How many 23, 24-year-old leaders are actually legitimate title, playing on legitimate title contenders? They don't exist. Those guys mm-hmm. don't exist. And so these guys are being asked to play roles that are far beyond their, their age and maturity and things like that, and they're struggling with that. And part of that – and listen, when you talk about, like, like doling out blame pie for effort and all things like that, I put a lot of this on Danny Ainge because he hasn't surrounded those guys with the type of players that for young on the rise leaders need like you don't have a guy with the Al Horford cachet. You don't have a guy with the Aaron Baines cachet. You uh, got like, Tristan Thompson. What you don't like Tristan Thompson? No, you don't like a little bit of that or, or some. Jeff I like T? Tristan Thompson when he's my fifth option. I like Tristan Thompson <laughs> right. when I've got two or three other guys who are superior <laughs> leaders to him with as much, if not more, experience. I don't right. like him if, if that's my my leadership anchor is Tristan Thompson. Are you serious? 
Well, you know what, Stinks? It it has to be. You know what? Here's the problem. Here's the dilemma again in this team. It actually has to be Kemba, but Kemba's desperately trying. Kemba's the best fit personality-wise to do it. Kemba's Uh, the biggest wild card in here. He's the one that, you know. But he's trying so hard. He doesn't know what to do anymore. He doesn't know who to be. He's trying to defer to the Jays, saying it's their team, and now I'm the guy here to support them. But then at the same time, he'll go out and he'll have games where he'll shoot eight times, and he's like, I got to be more aggressive. On a a night-in, night-out basis, he he really is struggling to figure out who he needs to be, but he is the type of guy that could be the get-on-my-back, I'm-going-to-get-it-done sort of guy on this team. Uh, But... He's just stuck in a weird place where he's not sure exactly what he's supposed to. He's he's trying to feel it out on a given night. Is this the night you guys need me to jack it 20 times? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. <laughs> right, right. You know? But it, it's right. never clear, you know? Well, it's, it's it's never clear because Kimba, his personality doesn't it, – it's weird that he was this really great player in Charlotte and put up numbers and they lost all the time. And he gets here and he's perfectly cool with taking a seat back to the Jays, which – on paper, seems like a good idea, but then you realize the battles that Kimba has been through as a leader, the scars that he still has, they need to understand, you don't want to be me. You don't want to be on a team that's pretty good and you're losing all the time because those are years you're not going to get back. Kimba mm-hmm. will never get back his best years in the NBA and be in a winning situation. And Tatum and Jalen have a lots of great years ahead of them. But damn it, they better get their act together and start figuring this thing out because they are going to be the second coming of Kimball Walker. And that is a very good player on a team that does not do well. And that sucks when you look at where they began their NBA journey and how far along the road they were towards winning a championship. I mean, when you think about where a guy like Devin Booker, for example, came into the league at, and you look at where Tatum and Brown are, and right now, There's not that big a gap between them. And yet you look at where they started. Devin Booker had no one to play with. And now he's playing with freaking CP3. And they are kicking ass out west. And you look at Jalen and Jason. Those guys went to the conference finals three out of the last four years. And yet they may not even get out of the first round this year. They are regressing in every sense of the word. And I worry that Kimba is never going to be comfortable just saying, fellas, I know you guys are going to come up. But let me me just kind of... Let me rock with this jack in my shots, doing the things I do. And you guys kind of fit in around me. And if we can, if we win in some games, let's just keep it going. And if we're not, then we can switch it up. But let's force teams let's to see, actually be confused about us. what the hell we're doing. Because yeah, right, right now, everyone is queuing on the Jays, and they're looking at me, Kimber Walker, as that's just that dude that's it. not going to play. As soon as the ball swings, <laughs> you, don't even have to, you don't even have to guard another guy on the court. As soon right. as it gets into right into a Jay's hand, the entire defense is like, cool. It's like, right, yeah. that's great. That's great news. You know, that should be bad for you, you know? Right. And they're like, oh, terrific. So everyone just stand over here, you know? Yeah. Well, that's it, it just is what it is. It is, it, it, it is messy. What, what, prior, prior to the all-star break, that was the thing. When, this, when, when Kemba's going, when Kemba's cooking, it's a completely different team. When he's got uh, opposing guards on their heels, when he's going downhill, he's, he's, he's uh, commanding double teams, triple teams. What happens? Wide open looks. Jalen Jalen Brown gets the ball. He's got like five seconds to shoot it. He's got all the time in the world. Easy looks, easy opportunities, you know? And, and I think that's what's been so devastating for opposing teams when Kemba's playing at that high level, you know? It's just, I don't, most of the time, the three of them aren't all clicking on the same level, but for the team, well, they're a different team completely. They're, they're, they're a tough team to beat when, so, when Kemba's on. 
So we've spent a ton of time saying who should they trade for at this point. Yeah. And also Sherrod, not too long ago, you know, you were kind of, you, you, you wrote the thing for BSJ, you know, get ready to kind of stand pat and puke sort of portion of the offseason. And a lot of people are saying Danny has to do something. How much more of this goes on before you actually switch gears? I'm almost all the way over to the absolutely don't do anything anymore. Like, uh, under no circumstances should you make a trade right now to try to improve this team uh, because nothing is going to improve this team. I I, I, I don't know what I, I, the problem may be much deeper than support than, than the support group right now. So you have to, you got a real, you got to do a real examination of this team to figure out what the issue is before you just say, here's some more stuff and then get yourself trapped in another other contracts and other situations you don't necessarily want to want to live with going forward. I, I, I'm not sure what the play is at this point. And again, I'm not saying sellers, but I am all in on the idea of, hey, if anybody wants another big and you want to give us something of value, Tristan and or Tice is yours. You know, like, absolutely. You want to move some people Ooh. out? That's fine um, at this point. And if you can recoup some draft capital or anything like that, anybody silly enough to take to throw you a friggin' first for, for Tice or Tristan or some combination? Oh, yep. I'll take it, you know, because um, I don't know. I mean, who wants Harrison Barnes right now? Does that fix things? I like him. I like him. Do you want I, him? I, I, well, see, here, this is this is why I, I don't think that'll work, because the issues that seem to be impacting these guys the most are internal. It's not like that a certain player coming in is all of a sudden it's going to have this domino effect to make things better. There are some real legit uh, issues that they are trying to grapple with internally. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this team and, and I don't know whether this team, you know, do we need to do a biopsy and, and take a, a closer look at what the hell is going on inside? Or do we need to do an autopsy because they're dead on arrival? I can't figure out which. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Which, and, and, and I think that's that's part of the challenge right now. Right. Do we need to just do a little deeper dive and, and figure and just reconfigure a few things and then things will work better? Or is this team pretty much dead on arrival at this point? Yeah. And I, I think that's part of Danny's challenge. He doesn't know. If you're looking at this from the outside looking in, it looks as though. This, it's a fixable thing that a, a move Maybe. here, a tweak here, you can, but I'm not convinced of that. But yeah, I'm not going to repaint the house if my plan in the, in, in the spring is to tear down the house. You know, like right. there's no point right. to that. It doesn't make right. sense. Okay. So I don't know what they want to do right now. But again, yeah, I'm not getting new drapes. I'm not going to finish the, I'm not going <laughs> to redo the kitchen if I'm going to bulldoze the friggin' thing. Okay. No, it's we don't pointless. want drapes. Yeah, but listen. Yeah. At the at the same time, you got to remember, they're in the Eastern Conference, a place where you don't have to be very well above five hundred to make the playoffs. You still have two top fifteen guys. Tell me, these guys still can't push to the second round and then just quote unquote no see what happens. I mean, I don't. Again, I've always been in the camp of I don't want to see Danny go out and, and and blow this team up. But if you can add a couple of pieces here, a shooter, a win player, an established guy, maybe two of them. I think you can not change the season around, but at least put yourself in position to be uh, to have home court in the postseason. You have home court in the Eastern Conference. Come on, guys. Whether whether it's uh, anyone sitting on that bottom half of the playoff picture, I like my chances with this team. Because, East again, is trending in, up in a best of seven up. in a best of seven series, man. With those two guys, with those two top fifteen guys in the in the East, I still like their chances against Philly, yeah. against the, the against the Brooklyn's of the world. I'm not quite sure the Milwaukee's. I don't know how I feel. But I, 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 East, is improv- get, East is improving, guys. 
hey, best case you get home court in the first round. I mean, you're you're not better than clearly not better than four of the teams in the East, and you're not going to be regardless of who you bring in. You're not better than the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks. You're probably not better than the Heat. I mean, that's four right there. Um, and then you have to get. Uh, I'm I think I'm missing one that's also. If Miami's the, Miami's the fourth one in front of you. It's Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami are clear cut in front of you. But right now, yeah. in terms of up and comers, you have to like things that are happening with Atlanta. You have to like things that are happening with Charlotte. You have to like things that are happening with the Knicks. Charlotte. Okay. All of those teams, absolutely. You know, Toronto's down this year. I, I still like some stuff with the Pacers. I, you know, even though they're down right now, they've been struggling a bit. But yeah. that the, you can't definitively say that you feel this – this franchise is in better position than all of these teams anymore. You used to be oh, able to no. say that definitively no. based off of future assets and current current things on your roster. You can't say that anymore. You're in you're in Portland land right now, you know? Two stars and then who knows what else. Like you're in one of those weird spots where you need a lot of help, a lot, a lot of help. Or you need to look at the people who are supposed to be your guys and say, I don't know if I want them. I, I don't know if they're my guys anymore. Uh, but it's no longer a, oh, my God, you keep these guys and then you add that and you've got your core and you've got all of this stuff. Now it's a we got to make a we got to we got to make a decision about who we want to be. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the thing is, like when you when you when you break it down, obviously, when you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, those two guys, you know, just on paper anyways, put you ahead of a lot of teams in the league and and, and some of those teams in the East that you know, you're talking about, like, you can make the case that you'd rather have those two guys than two players on the Heat, for example. But the way the Heat have designed their team, they work together. They 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 fit, you know, and that's the problem with the Celtics is that after those two players, first of all, the question is, do those two players fit with each other? There's no denying that they're both two talented players. They're both all-stars. Um, you know, we know what they can do, what they're capable of, but yeah. are they the best fit together? Well, you can make the case that maybe they aren't. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't have value across the league. Certainly they do. And I'm not saying go start, you know, start putting them on the trade block right now. But what John's basically saying is, you know, you got to You got to consider look at all everything. options. Look yeah, at everything. You got to consider you all to, options. You, you have to look at everything. But I, I still think and again, I, I'm going to beat this drum until I can't beat it no more. I'm putting it on Danny. I think Danny needs to put better complimentary pieces around those two guys. Uh, like like Kyrie and Gordon and Al. I know, man. It's like either way, he can't win, right? <laughs> I mean, look, that was pretty good. This is why agency. I give Danny the pass, Gerard, and I've been saying it. The, the, I, I'm sorry, Joe Sway, but this is why I give Danny yeah, the pass. No, he, I agree. He gave them three. Look, he gave he gave Brad three superstars, and all of them walked way earlier than everybody thought they were on option years, basically saying, I don't want to play for you guys anymore, okay? Whether that was the organization, the teammates, or the coach, I mean, how much better are you going to do with Brad? Sure. He didn't have a great offseason. Tegan Thompson are ill-fitting parts and not necessarily what they needed, but I don't know what else they were going to get given their limitations. Um, and you swung and miss on Neesmith, but, you know, it's really hard to judge the kid after 40 games. But outside of that, yeah, Danny well, Danny gave him you know a lot what of players. But, John, but John, here, here's, here's, my, here's my comeback to that. When Danny made all those moves, he absolutely positively deserved all the praise for putting those young guys in – a situation where they could be their best and this team could be elite. Now they're gone. You're right. And he hasn't replenished this. This Look, if you play, hard if to you though, like, you're losing the assets, hard. but you know what? That's his job. 
Yeah. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, he, he did and the best that's he could. not happening. I can't yeah. give him – just, like yeah, I, I, just like I can't pretend as if him adding those guys is not that big a deal, when in fact it was. I can't pretend that him not replenishing those guys is not that big a deal because it is. It is, but you can – I mean, can you do it in a year when Gord – when you're thinking, okay, Gord, every all the logic – had Gordon Hayward opting in because he'll never get the deal out there in the market. And everybody assumed that that would happen. When he opts out, what do you do? Mad scramble, get a TPE, do the best you can. I, look, we killed Danny. I thought if that Turner deal was on the table, he should have pulled the trigger without even batting an eye because something is better than nothing. And if that was the case, absolutely bad on Danny. If that stuff wasn't real, again, the failings of this offseason are not enough for me to say it's all on him. I think his hands were a little tied with how much he could improve this team this offseason. And I'm giving him a bit of a pass because he's gotten th- – I mean, you're talking about f- the last five offseasons, four offseasons, he's gotten three of the six most coveted players who were available and legitimately available on the free agent market in Kemba, uh, Gordon, and Al. That's an accomplishment. That's something that never happened with the Celtics before. And you get these guys in, and then they friggin' walk at the first chance that they get. That doesn't look great. At that point, you know what, John? Here's the thing, John. At that point, that whole biopsy, autopsy analogy I had earlier, you might want to think about how you look at your coaching staff and your front office when that's Mm. happening, when you're able to attract players of that caliber. I agree. You can't keep them beyond. You can't even keep them the length of the contract you signed them to. Yeah, the minute they get a chance to leave, they bounce. That's a problem. Full, that's uh, we lost that, Jimmy. That's full exactly. Auto, full yeah. That's okay, here. Jimmy. We'll, we'll get Jimmy another day. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say, man. Like, what's what's the common you know denominator here? Like, what's the issue? You know, I mean, you have to look internally now, and not just look Agreed. at personnel and, yeah. and, and say, oh well, yeah, we was we went to Plan A and we went to Plan B. Like, yeah. You know, I kudos to Danny because he was fortunate enough to land those deals, specifically the Kyrie Irving deal. When you when you look right. back on it, you know, and so this Joe's is the, the narrative of, of the narrative of oh, he doesn't want to give up the assets. He's afraid to make those. Deals. You can't say that anymore. How many GMs right. would have pulled the trigger on that deal? You know, right, right. And, and Joe Sway, to, to your point, what's happening with Gordon, what happened with Al, and what happened with Kyrie? You look around the NBA the last four or five years, and you look at the top three, top four, top five players. You're not seeing that kind of exodus. You're not yeah, seeing teams right. that have a yeah. clear top four, top five talent where you're seeing half of those guys going in, in a two, three year span. It's not happening. Right. So if that if that in fact is not happening elsewhere, but it's happening in your backyard, you might want to pull out the scalpel and start looking at doing a little biopsy, <laughs> autopsy action to see what the hell is wrong with your body of work. Like I said, I'm right. looking at right. I'm looking and, and, and at listen to it, yeah. Those were successful seasons too. I mean, mine is 2019, right? Yeah. You know, Eastern Conference Finals. You lost to LeBron James, Game Seven. I mean, these teams they went really far. This is and again still, players yeah. wanted out after those opportunities. We've said it, and again, Brad. You know, the, the 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 beauty of Brad is this democratic system where everybody gets to kind of be themselves, and he lets players play so they gain confidence and all of that stuff. But it's also directly resulted in people not liking their role or not liking how others were playing around them. Kyrie basically probably didn't think Brad was putting the kids in his place and saying, "This is Kyrie's show, mm-hmm. guys. Stand yeah. in line behind him," and that's and why then- he left. He didn't and then like the post game comments, Jalen, yeah. you know, getting, getting against smart. He didn't like any yeah. of that. And he's Ky- like, who's, I, I, that? who's, who's in charge here? Who's in I charge? I support Jalen in that. 
Right. Yeah. So you've got that problem. And then Gordon Hayward just didn't feel wanted enough and that his talents were being used. That's a fail, too. You can't have a player of his talents right. feel like they're a third wheel. You have and, to make and, it feel and, like and, he's... It's the coach's boy. It's the coach's son. You know, like think about that, guys. Like, you couldn't yeah. keep Gordon, your boy, your you know, the kid you've known since you were fourteen. Like, gee, yeah. or since he even was, since he even was Al, who we thought was the perfect son, he was like, I'm all set. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna Al, get this Al film, was the one that that hurt me because that would have been the last guy that I would have thought would have ever. I mean, think about. I mean. You look at, I mean, this is a guy that won back-to-back national championships in, in, in college and could have bounced after the first one and, and been a lottery pick, but said, no, nah, I'm going to come mm-hmm. back for one more year. Goes to Atlanta, re-signs year after year after year with Atlanta, and all they could do was just get to the damn playoffs, and that was it. He wasn't <laughs> trying to, to hop onto another team. His loyalty was impeccable, and yet he gets to Boston, yeah, and yeah. he's got a year left on his deal, and he's just like, deuces? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's what, what, that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with my team when when Al leaves. Couple promotional messages before we move on, uh, real quick. I just want to say, um, f- subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. You get and sign up for notifications. You get alerted for these post games. Follow all these knuckleheads on Twitter if you want to know what they're thinking throughout the day. Joe Sway. It's Joe S W A Y Sway. Correct. Yes, sir. Joe underscore Sway, phonetically. Joe underscore Sway, John underscore Zanis, at Jimmy Toscano, one word, correct? No, I got the underscore too, bro. You got the underscore? We all got <laughs> yeah. it. Do you really? Yeah, we always forget about you, Jimmy. All right. Underscore squad. We're going to try something here. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> where are you going, man? You're, you're, on, you're, you're on live. You're on He's live. not ready. He's not what's ready. Not, what's not? Am I on over? Yeah, you're on live uh, right now. Don't recognize that voice, people. We'll you, see. You don't know who that was. We don't you don't know, know, who, we that don't know who that is yet. We don't know who that is yet. <laughs> surprise. It's John, a surprise. John, you can yeah, see, right? You can see what's going on on that end. I, I can see, but he's sideways. I thought he was coming in. Yeah, he's in the hallway somewhere. He's still in the building. Oh, jeez. Here he comes. He's upside down now. He's like a bat. I'm not putting him on like a bat. <laughs> he's like a bat. <laughs> Turn your damn phone up. This is why we can't have nice things. Secret this, guest. This, this, this is this is the beauty of, of the Celtics post game show. This, this is what we do here. This is actually yeah. perfect. This is anything exactly can how happen. How, how spontaneous things are. Anything yeah. can come. Any anything can happen. Anybody can come in. You can come in upside down. You can come in right side. I'm just trying to promise you guys. I promise you. I promise you at home. It's a good surprise. Okay, if we pull yeah. it off, just. I promise. It's not yeah. Nick. No, God. It's not Nick. That would, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't put you through that. Everyone Although, say, please, please be Nick. <laughs> it's Nick not should, Nick. Nick should just call in right now just, just, to, just to get everyone pissed off. It's the delivery guy. <laughs> Where's my pizza? Yeah. It's the delivery guy. Well, anyway. Well, well, our guest is just trying to be the best version of himself. That's all. That's it. That's, that's all, all that is, right? He's working on it. <laughs> That's best version. Best, we only want the best version of this guy. I, I do. I do not want this half-ass, sideways, backwards, upside-down effort that he was trying to give early. So if he gets in here, <laughs> he's the best charge, version of himself, I promise we'll extend a little longer because it is a treat uh, yep. if we're able I'm to get them on. Charger. I grab my yeah. charger. Give me one second. Yeah. All right. Go grab. Oh, Joe Sway. Go grab the charger. Joe Sway. Charger Wi-Fi. We always got some issue with Joe Sway. I mean, charger today. Wi-Fi yesterday. Damn. 
Wi-Fi. Well, see, he's he's at the garden tonight, so we don't have to deal with the Wi-Fi issue. If you haven't noticed, everybody who's watching, he, he's got right. per picture perfect uh, video. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling he's good in about the this. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, we'll see. Should we do a drum roll? Still a little sideways. Hell no. Still a little sideways. Yeah. And now upside down again. Oh. Keep working it. Keep working it. Now the other sideways. Just keep rotating. Just there's rotate. there's there's no, another half one, rotation. There's only one more oh, way to go. <laughs> there's only one other way to go. <laughs> Point it this way. <laughs> yes. Stay there. Kyle oh. Draper. Hey. Can you hear me or no? Oh. Can you hear me? Oh. Yo. Oh. What kind of bootleg setup we got here going? No, no, no. No. It's your phone. <laughs> it's your phone. What's going on, bro? Yeah. I was holding it straight up before. Yeah. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, we yeah, got you. Are you, are, you in a, are you in a hotel room in Boston right now? This guy. I, I'm in San Francisco, man. Oh, you didn't travel? Oh, man. No, it's COVID. In case you didn't know, there's a pandemic <laughs> going on. Come on, man. Uh, we yeah. go everywhere. Says, says the guy in Cali. <laughs> so hold on. Yeah. I, What's I up, have a question, no. What's yeah. up, baby? Like five years ago, this would have been an NBC oh, Sports man. Boston podcast. Almost. Oh, like, <laughs> what we got in the background? Is that Corrales? Yeah, Corrales. Oh, oh Corrales. Put him on. Let's go. Six spots. <laughs> Send him the link. Six pack. You're right, James. <laughs> James, James this, this reminds me of the newsroom back in the day, dude. Yeah. Exactly. James, are you, are you guys saying, James, give me your best angry rant about something right now. All right. about the Celtics? I'm, I'm a, how about that? How about how about my Brad Stevens rant? Okay, right? okay, have it. Are you guys really trying to get rid of Brad Stevens? The same coach that took you to three out of four Eastern Conference Finals. Is that what you're trying to tell me? What do you think? Is that what? Sherrod, come here, come here, Sherrod, come here, come here. What do you think? We're running a hashtag campaign here. You're yeah. crazy, man. I'm a, you're I'm right. He's, he's, he's out of the loop. He is out of the this loop. This franchise. Is not a charity, okay? What you, what you don't, right, Drake? Do you, hey Drake? How's that? When you file your taxes, do you still get the same discount? I, I can't hear you years ago that you get this year. No, it's you what you did now. Oh man! Right. I can hear you, John. I can right, hear so, Jimmy. Yeah, well, times that happens, Drapes jump out and back in, and we'll give you Sherrod's rant as soon as you get there. All right, um, all right. Yeah. So Kyle Draper, for these guys who don't know, is now covering the Sacramento Kings for California for uh, CSN. Is the CSN? No, it's NBC yeah. Sports NBC California Sports, yeah. or Bay Area. Obviously, right. Drapes was the pre and post game host at NBC Sports Sacramento. Boston. All of us work together, Jimmy Toscano, Sherrod, and I. So a uh, bit of a homecoming here. We'll bring Drapes back <laughs> in and hope that he can hear Sherrod because that would be devastating if he can't. You Sometimes I have to do it like three times before I can hear everybody. It's just Sometimes. Again, Sometimes. that's just the beauty of the the beauty of the program. Sometimes we're in and out. Sherrod, talk. Drapes, see if Drapes can hear you now. Drapes, can you hear me? Thumbs up, Drapes. Can you hear Sherrod? Can you hear me? One, two, three. He's got him. Crushing Drapes. All right, go always. ahead. Go ahead, Sherrod. You got now, the floor. Now, now Drapes, you, you, you're talking about, you know, Brad Stevens and what he did in the past. When you file your taxes, Drake, do you get discounts on what you got two, three, four years ago? No. It's about what's <laughs> happening now. What are you getting now? And right now, Drapes, he's not getting it done with this crew. You Even you have to acknowledge that. Does that mean Drapes. you get rid of him? No. But at least Yo, acknowledge Drapes. the fact that he ain't getting it done. Drapes, you can keep it 100 now. Oh, man. 
He's muted. He's Did not saying anything important. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just me. I can't. I don't, I don't got him. No, none of us do. He's muted. He's got nothing to say of a value. <laughs> <laughs> you know, West, that West Coast connection, man, is, is horrible, man. Get a new cellular service, man. Him and, that low-budget cell Drapes service. Is the boom, and, Drapes is the boomer in the room. What? Hey, Josue, did you give him your your Wi-Fi connection? <laughs> Yo, he got me and Perk's connection, man. He got our Wi-Fi. <laughs> man. Make, make him come back in. He'll he'll see it. I mean, he'll hear you after the second time. That's what used he'll to happen to out. Jimmy. It happens to Jimmy all the time. It happens to Jimmy all the time. We'll try oh, Drake again. See if see if his mic is man. working this time. This time's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> man. I think it's because Jimmy came at the exact same time. One more time, Drapes. One more. Hold on. Oh there yeah, you we go. got there you. Go. Got me, John. Yes. Good. I don't hear you. Do you hear, you hear who? All right, there you go. <laughs> He's coming back. All right, Drake. says the floor. All right, let's go. All right, go ahead. You got the floor. I got the floor. I thought you were about to say something before. Before no, uh, I'm going back to Sharad's analogy. He's talking about taxes. If your tax attorney, your tax preparer, gets you a refund five years in a row, the one year you got to pay taxes, you ready to jump ship? Come on, Sharad. <laughs> All about yes. the players. Nah. Actually, yes. I want to have Drake, Drake. You know what? Hey, Drake, here's the thing with that. I may not be ready to jump ship, but we need to have a conversation to figure out why the hell are things so exactly. different now. And I don't think that's happening. I don't think that they have had that come to Jesus moment where they're saying, Brad, what the hell's going on with us? Why are we 500? We got three, two all stars this year, three in the last two years. We got this young buck upcoming in, in Robert Williams, the third. We got a great late round still in Peyton Pritchard, who's balling. And I looked up and we're a 500 team. In Come on, Rich. Hey, but who put together that roster? So Danny H. That we just went over this. Drapes, Drapes, Drapes. Keep it coming. <laughs> Go, keep it going. He likes hey. this. It, 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 like Bill Parcells said, at least let me shop for the groceries. Well, the groceries that Danny has oh, bought yeah, isn't going to yeah. give you a full meal. You know, the problem <laughs> with the Celtics, they got too many finishers and not enough facilitators. Boom. You know, they, like Boom. Tatum's yeah. a finisher. Brown, even Kemba is a scoring point guard. It's not like he's a facilitator. So when you talk yeah. about trades, I know y'all mentioned Lonzo Ball has been mentioned out there. That's Boston. not going to happen. It ain't gonna happen, but they need somebody like that. Something somebody like that. that yeah. can impact the game without scoring. They don't have that right now. Drapes, can you hear me? Yes. Let me ask you this question, okay? Yeah. Why does Ke why is Kemba on this roster to begin with? Ooh. I can tell you. I can answer my here. First of all. <laughs> No, but sure. but but the real reason <laughs> is so mad about that. <laughs> the real reason it was a mad scramble because Kyrie Irving left, okay, yeah, which right. was a guy that Danny provided for Brad, okay, and for whatever reason it didn't work, okay. What what is the major reason that they're struggling right now? Gordon Hayward, who Danny got for this team, who was a talented player, didn't want to play out his contract, and you also had Al Horford leave, which we all discussed. So again, Danny. You might pin this specific roster with the players left in it on Danny Ainge and say, this was an ill-fitting team, but how much of it was a mad scramble trying to make up for a bunch of unforeseen circumstances where players that you got and you brought in didn't even finish their contracts here? Exactly. And where does that problem lie? 
Where does that problem lie? That, that, that's that's on Danny because he's chasing on Danny. Yeah, he's chasing fully bad money with good, good money with bad. Like, don't double down and make more mistakes, John. The real who was against Kemba last year? Who was against the Kemba signing? Nobody. Nobody that's his revisionist. Yeah, they got declining assets. Think but who? Everyone thought that was there. a great signing last year. That Danny did it, and he pulled a rabbit out of the hat. Everyone thought it was a great signing last year. They did because of who they lost, who he was placed. But he was still, it was like wow. And Kemba was the prize free agent of that class, All and right. Dan Danny snuck in and got him. And everybody was very for it at the time. And now it's easy to say this team looks like a mess because God, you're right. God, they're God. all they're all give me the ball <laughs> scorers. <God. laughs> Danny's not going to hire you as an his assistant next week, Big Bella. Calm down. Here's the problem. <laughs> you got three first-round draft picks that aren't doing anything for your roster right now. Neesmith, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford. You can't miss on so many draft picks. Even Rob Williams has been slow to develop. And so, sure, Danny's been able to get the stars, but he hasn't been able to fill out the roster. He yeah, he missed, he, and that's the problem. He's misfired yeah. on drafts for sure the last couple of years. Those two missed lottery picks. If you have a different player in there, it's a totally different team. Danny owns that one 100%. I'm not putting Rob's development. Why Why didn't Rob develop faster? He wasn't ready. He wasn't, he wasn't playing. playing. Come on, but that's one of the issues, too, when you're now you don't have time to develop these young guys. First of all, you're trying to win ball games. But let's get back to Danny, Jeff Teague. Good signing or not? Jeff Teague is irrelevant. At the time, it seemed like a decent signing. Exactly, irrelevant. That's your backup point guard. He costs two million dollars. If the if if your if the success of your team hinges on your tenth player that you spent two million dollars in in the offseason, you're screwed. Sherrod, tell. The big disappointment is Tristan Thompson. The Thompson is the Thompson is you are able to mitigate the signing of team by the play useless. of Pritchard. Pritchard has given you pretty much what you would have wanted to have gotten from T. So that you, you you got lucky with that one. But Tristan Thompson, he, he's not helping you. He's a good offensive rebounder, and that's it. And, and Drake, you know they had high hopes on him. You know Dave was thinking he was going to come in and not be like an owl, but at least in the locker room, you know, that kind of got to get everyone refocused. The anchor on defense, he has not been that and guy. And people love that signing too. Exactly, yeah. but it didn't pan out, John. Yeah. It's a miss. Uh, Danny Danny deserves a huge piece of the blame pie as well. But you're not telling me that Brad, Brad Brad's getting Brad's allowing this team to be the best version of itself right now. It's just not <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Make Miss Lee. Brad any different than the guy that coached him to three out of four Eastern Conference Finals? Like, tell me your Brad shortcomings. Please, I want to let me let me ask you okay. this: If you have a team, if you have a team that consistently starts poorly, <laughs> I was ready. shows shows yeah, yeah. shows lack of effort yeah. and finishes horribly, where do you look at there? Okay, like again, this these are these are problems of effort. The team does not come out early in games and play well, and has the worst fourth quarter execution in the league right now. <laughs> but just and remember, years ago, it's not even close. The best fourth quarter team. Remember, just a few years ago, we were talking about the Celtics never yeah. say die attitude. We were talking about the Celtics saying they're never out of the games. 
Because they, the, they used to buy into their coach, man. They used to buy into their coach. Drake, we're not saying one person is to blame. We're, we're not saying one person to bl is to blame. What I'm saying is, what we're saying is, no one is above reproach here, okay? D Brad is not bulletproof in this scenario right. at all. There's, okay. Drake, yeah. there's, there's only two common threads from those teams that you talked about that were great fourth quarter executions and the team that we have now. And those two threads are called Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're if we're trying to figure out just how to, to distribute the blame, I think you need to start with those two because they are again. Does this mean that you get rid of Brad? No, I don't think you should do that because frank, frankly, I don't think you can find somebody better than him to be candid with you. Right. Uh, does that mean that you got to get rid of Danny? Because as John pointed out, he has had some major hits uh, since he's been there. But it's not about what you hit on previously. It's what are you hitting on right now? Are you positioning us to be great? And the thing that point that you made, Drapes, that I thought was a good one, was how those first round picks. Ugh. Exactly. I mean, you're getting nothing <laughs> out of the point, Drapes. I know. <laughs> it only it only <laughs> took him like it only took eleven years to get that one good point. Oh shit! Broken <laughs> clock right tw twice a day. It's all good though. <laughs> oh man! Shots fired. What, what you guys are failing to understand? Everybody's oh. to blame. Tatum and Brown. Yes. You're late to this program. We have. Been a right, big right. chunk. No, no, no you're yeah. right, Drapes. We agree. We agree. Drapes, well, Drapes, I've been, I've been the saying thing that's gone. Before break. You're going, Josue. No, I'm just going to say, the same thing I've been saying before Oscar break. Those two, they need to have an uncomfortable conversation. I, I've, I really believe that. I don't think they're... I don't think their feelings about this team and, and about, the, about each other is out in the open. That's a big, big problem. Drapes, you spent time covering these guys for years. What do you what do you think? What do you see here? Looking at them, honestly, like what? Just in terms of like, I hate playing the body language game and reading stuff yeah. like that. But you're looking at them as like something doesn't look right, right? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I was watching tonight's game, and I'm Tatum is not happy. Something's going on with Tatum. Mm. Like, like he, he's he's just That's going what through. What I came for, I don't know if it's COVID's related still or what. But something's going on with Jason Tatum. You know, I, I'm looking at the offense. I, I see him standing in the corner, watching with the ball. I'm watching Tice heave up a half quarter when you got uh, Jason Tatum <laughs> calling for the ball right next to him. <laughs> horrible half quarter. Tatum pulled up for a, you know, Tice pulled up for a step back three. <laughs> Drapes, uh, Drapes, I was like, Drapes, the other great one was done. The other great one, Drapes, was the three-on-one where uh, Grant had the ball and he gave it to Pritchard instead to the left instead of instead of Tatum to the right, and Pritchard just gets swatted by a guy standing still, and, oh, and, and Tatum just goes, his shoulders slump, and he just turns and walks to the right. to the to the baseline. Like, come on, man, you know. But let, let me ask you guys, who's the facilitator on this team? No one. Yeah. Hey, Marcus, Marcus. When Marcus feels like it, it's, when it's Marcus and it's Marcus and Rob actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? That's what I'm saying. And so maybe it goes back to Brad, his system, then, because are they even playing I, I, his system? What's the system? Yeah, what, is what, happened, what happened to uh, pace what is the system? What happened to pace of space? No, no, it's you know they've been wanting to be the Golden State Warriors for so many years, but they don't have the Golden State Warriors talent. They want to play Not like the Warriors. Close. They don't have the talent like the Warriors do. That's it. Yeah, right.
And what it, are they, eight seed right now? Come on, man. All alone in the eight seed right now. Right. They're 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 tied in the loss column <laughs> with the Bulls at nine. Wow. But y'all y'all want to give up a, a, a Harrison Barnes, right, Drapes? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, tell us what's the intel there. How much how much of that is just Celtics Reddit Twitter wish list stuff, and how much of it is Sacramento actually interested in in shopping him? I, I said I said in my report that the Celtics. So. I would say ten percent, like ten ten percent from Sacramento side. Yeah, like it's all coming from Boston. Dude. No interest. No, it's unless not for the package they're talking about. What what are, what are, what are you offering up? Nothing. You know? Exactly. Not, so people here Nothing, in Boston literally. think that a first round pick in the twenties and Aaron Neesmith is a valuable package. <laughs> we keep, That's we exactly keep trying what to the tell them when they got that letter. I'm like, going. I keep, yeah, keep right? trying to tell them <laughs> if if you're willing to give that up, that means nobody wants it. You know, like right. <laughs> you know? Well, it was a Sacramento reporter that came out with that, like random nugget i thought like a couple weeks ago and i was like really that's that's if that's what they want then like pack your bags like get it yeah done. yeah like, sure <laughs> but it was pretty it was Take pretty it. funny that neesmith no. was like the first guy off the bench tonight just so happened to be like exactly. you know yeah. hey like Trust check out neesmith you know he's our first guy off the bench we yeah. love him this happens, he, this happens all the time right he can't this really he's off, if you haven't noticed we yeah. play him all he's the time he's limits so good <laughs> don't even ask about him because he's, he's very important to our team and our rotation just look at the way Jalen uh, never looks at him when he's wide open. You can yeah. he's, to look at him. he's always the best version of himself when he gets on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, First one I, off the know, bench. What, what I really feel like about this Harrison Barnes stuff, this is this and Danny Ainge and everybody else trying to drum up this trade. I don't think Monty McNair, who's the Kings GM, is, is called Danny and say, hey, what do you want? You know, we'll give up Harrison Barnes. I don't think they have any intention of moving Harrison Barnes unless you like throw in this Godfather kind of offer where he just can't refuse. Yeah. Barnes, we saw it tonight. That ain't happening. Barnes was awesome tonight. 15 and 11, I think it was, or 15 and 13. He would fit in perfectly with Boston, but the Celtics don't have the pieces. I mean that—that's the thing—is like the Celtics. Exactly. They, Who are you trading? And again, and Drapes. We've been saying this from the beginning of the year. It, the second, this, if you're a Celtics fan, and this is the mentality right. of the Celtics fan, the second one of these players starts to play themselves into something where you now consider themselves valuable, valuable, aka Rob, then he's going to be untouchable. People are saying like, I wouldn't trade Rob for Vucevic. You know, like. He, <laughs> That becomes the mentality. So now it's like it becomes one of these WEI caller trades where it's like give him Neesmith and Pritchard and Grant Teague. and two firsts. <laughs> and like that's – it's just the classic five nickels for a dollar deal, you know, like – and that's what everybody's trying to do right now to get a, a real impact player, which is I don't see possible. But Jimmy, other, I'm sorry. You, the, you other thing is, the other thing is this for a guy like – for a guy like Barnes, no offense to Barnes, but – He's not a godfather offer type player. No chance. I mean, the right. Celtics would be stupid to include Rob in a deal for, but, for Barnes. Because Barnes isn't going to make them good enough to win a title. So, really, you're not going to give away anybody that's going to – that you are hoping that helps you get there. But you there has to, to be some benefit for Sacramento, right? Oh, absolutely. No, right. I totally get that. I mean, the benefit, <laughs> no, would be, because... the benefit would be in in picks. And if you had – This a isn't a charity. Guy, wasn't ready to they win. They got to get that's something that's out of it. That's how trades work. Right. Well, like, that's honestly, how they work. It would, be like, it would be Romeo. If Romeo played – if this would be Romeo's second year and he was a solid player, 
they, that would probably be the guy you'd trade. But the guy's played four games, and I'm not even sure he exists anymore. All we just keep hearing about is like the ghost of of Romeo. So I mean, again, I they don't have they don't have the tradable assets. That's what we keep going back to. They just don't. I know. I, I agree. And and here's the thing. What move, if you're the Celtics, actually makes you a real championship contender, right? Like Jimmy said, Harrison Barnes, great player. I love Harrison Barnes. But does he put you over the top? And so no. Danny's in, in, in a tough spot. Unless hindsight's twenty twenty, But when he had all those picks, should have packaged it and got somebody. Build up move it up. Yeah, move or up. move up, move consolidate. Up. Exactly. exactly. Get 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 your Halliburton. Get your get your hero. Get one of these guys. That's the most perplexing thing. I have to think it wasn't on the table the same way it wasn't when they tried to trade up for uh, um, Winslow. 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 Yeah. They they tried to roll four picks to move up three spots and couldn't do it. You know, so yeah. teams are smart. They know that like there's. 14, 27, and 30 is like trading 14. You know, like it's like 27 and 30. The reality is those players don't make it out, of, don't make it past their first contracts, really. You're I mean, lucky. You, yeah. You get, you get more washouts than you get at rotation players at that point. You're, they're, they're really lottery tickets. They don't hit. So right. well, maybe it's hard to move up. With, uh, maybe someone's going to hit with Aaron Gordon. You know, how much is that going to cost them? Right. Well, I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, a young player and a first round pick was the was the initial. But it's report. a young player, a young established player, they and again, they, they don't have that. Right. They don't have Romeo that. Romeo Langford does not qualify, Joe Sway. He didn't say established. <laughs> he said a young player. <laughs> Grant he's Williams a, does not apply. He's got a ceiling. Joe Sway. He almost well, hit the ceiling, but he's got a ceiling. That was the other thing we talked about, John. Is that you know it's and, kind and, of on, kind of on Brad to to play some of these younger guys if he can, like Neesmith, like Pritchard. All yeah. season makes no instead sense. Instead of playing Semi or Teague or you know Javante Green, why doesn't Neesmith get more time? Well, he did it tonight. I know he did it. Well, he got that work to an extent. He he ended up playing thirteen minutes. Well, you know, fun. all he did though, all he did was play Grant because he needed a third big with Tristan out with COVID. But he had Neesmith as the first guy off the bench, and and, and but it's and too late now. Semi was a DNP yeah. but, but, and Jim, and Teague me, and Teague sat the whole time. Let me chime in. Brad is watching these dudes every day when they practice. If Neesmith is getting his ass kicked in practice, what does it look like come game time if Brad says, you know what, I'm going to still play him. They don't practice. Exactly. Yeah. But think about it, though. No, I agree. I know. You know I, I, there's a reason he's not playing. It's not about but... what you see on the floor. It's what's going on behind the scenes, too. Maybe, but ultimately, right? you, ultimately, like, look, it's just greater value drapes to you both in terms of the ceiling, okay? You know exactly what you're going to get with your semi ogile minutes, okay? If you want to get to another level, you have to see whether the kids that you drafted as lottery picks can actually do anything. So you force the issue, live with some mistakes, because what's worse? They're 20 and 21 right now. How much worse would they be if they'd force those minutes? The second thing is, you might play those guys into actually being assets and then no, actually exactly. having value. And right now you don't. You have no assets of value because you haven't shown works that, that, yeah. that's not that's not how it works in the nba guys name me one contending team that is sitting a but they're not they're not a contending but, team but they thought they were from there. So <laughs> but they're not and the guys you're playing are not discernibly better it's not like you're sitting a veteran you're not sitting a harrison barnes type figure to give minutes to your to aaron neesmith you're sitting semi-ogele who is 
You're sitting Semi Ojale, who is who is an eight nine who, on a contending team. Semi Ojale doesn't see the floor. On a contending team, on a contending team, Semi Ojale does not see the floor. So let, let me ask. So, he, okay. so what? Who cares if he plays for this team? Are, are we really saying that we know talent better than Brad Stevens? No. And, and Danny Ainge. And, no. and if you're Danny Ainge, all you got to do is tell Brad, "Hey, let's see what Neesmith can do." I think he did today right. when he told him when when Brad said, I'm, "I'm thinking of going to Indiana," and Danny said, "Why don't you stick around and play these guys?" <laughs> and I pro- yeah. and I promise not to fire you. And he's yeah. like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> Hey, no. That's a fair compromise, you said. Listen, th- I think, I that's think the compromise. Okay. I won't fire you, so don't go to Indiana, but play freaking Neesmith, would you? And he did. I, I think and then, and then he went, he went, he went. They say they call it mass holes, right? And, and yeah, yeah. Work out. It was Dreams, Dreams, workout. Dreams, I think there's a ha- I think there's a non factor. I think there's a happy medium where there where you know Neesmith doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game, but he went he's going multiple games in a row, DNPCD, DNPCD. DNPCD, three minutes of garbage time. Like, there's got to be a point where you got to just let them. You got to let them play because, like we said, they're not practicing that much. They don't have a lot of time to, you know, get, you know, get their feet wet or get, you know, comfortable. You just got to throw them into the swimming pool and, and but, hopefully but Jimmy, he can swim. We, we've seen Brad do that with young players before. He let Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, you name it. They've gotten minutes early in their careers. You know. And Jalen, I know it took him a year, but it's not like if, if Neesmith showed something, look at Peyton Pritchard. He's in the rotation. He's playing. And they dare sure did not expect to play him. Exactly. He, he's no playing less. Playing him. Yep. Brad keeps falling into comfort zone sort of things. And it's understandable because you're trying to win games now and you know what you're going to get out of certain guys and it's easy. It's a crutch. But again, this is the same sort of thing we've talked about where it forces you play Tristan Thompson more than you play Rob Williams, even though everybody with their eyes can see Williams is giving you more impactful minutes, but I don't know. I trust Tristan, you know, I trust I trust right. semi. I trust it. And so you lean on these crutches a little bit and it does stunt the development. And we're not saying Neesmith has done anything to earn his minutes in a game or in practice. I'm simply saying he's the play. You drafted him as a lottery pick for a specific reason, which is to create spacing on a team that desperately needs it. And if you're going to unlock the potential of some of the other players on this team, you have to see whether it works or not. And so you got to fight, you got to kind of shove it in there and try to make it work as best you can. And he did for a little period of time where he played him in a stretch for four or five like, games. And Smith did yeah. not make the most of his minutes. And then he yanked right. him completely again. And that seesaw is hard for him because he's like, I did bad. And he goes to zero minutes for five, <laughs> six straight games again. And that messes with a kid, you know? <laughs> so so my, my only thing is this. If, if we're talking about tradable assets, had Neesmith played, maybe there's a chance he plays well enough where he becomes a tradable asset to a point. If he doesn't, then he's worth just as much as he is <laughs> now. Fine. Then he's worth just as much as he is now by not playing. So really, there's, there's, no, there's no risk to playing him. You're not winning anyways, and you Jimmy. have a chance to bring in a player that can help you. When you're talking about putting together a deal to help your team, you are talking about putting together what is essentially a main course meal. Neesmith is like the damn salt that you put on that. the appetizer. He's not he's, going he's to He will make – the meal's going to be better if you put him in that deal, but you need something bigger I, than I, that. I, I, totally something. now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yo, he Even can't if be it's the vegetable, still be a sweetener because he doesn't make enough money to move the. Does needle. anyone eat? Does anyone eat Korean food? <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, you know the stuff they give you at the beginning of the meal. The it's called banchan. Banchan, you know, little, yeah. That that's what all the Celtics have. It's like uh, a little <laughs> bowl of small ve pickled vegetables. Like that's what these guys are. It's banchan. You know, it's not it's not the meal. They're trying to get the duck. He said he's not even a side. He called them the salt. <laughs> he doesn't play enough. <laughs> Hasn't Grant Williams last year was in the rotation? So don't act no. like Brad doesn't play rookies or doesn't play young players. He plays Grant guys who play well. Um, he plays guys who play well. He then does. He, then then Neesmith should be out of the he league, does. apparently. Drapes, you're right. He does. It's not an indictment on how he's done it in the past. What you're looking at is a situation where just F it. Like, you, it's not – the other thing isn't working. So see if the thing that you got, that you these shiny new toys that you have, you bring them out and play with them a little bit. That's all. Try try to work it in for, 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 for the obvious reasons that if Neesmith is anything close to the player you thought when you drafted him, he could theoretically help this team at the end of the year when it really is going to count. You don't give him any ramp up and any runway, and you just keep – like I said, look what happened last year in the playoffs with Romeo and Rob. They played a little bit late in the bubble, and then it got to the playoffs, and it was like, I just don't know if I trust him. You know, you just didn't get – and there'd be entire games where Rob wouldn't play at all, entire series he wouldn't play, Romeo a little, and then he hurt his wrist. You couldn't trust them when you got there. I think you have to work up to that point to see if you've got anything in them. Otherwise, what you know is you're one and done playing semi Ojale and Grant Williams and Jeff Teague significant minutes in your rotation because – you know it's not good enough. That's you. When you know one thing isn't good enough, try something that's, else. That's all. That's hindsight, and we may see that going forward. You know, we hope so. Yeah, we may see that going forward. Neesmith got some minutes tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. So we've been on a bit. I'll go for closing thoughts. We're thrilled to have Draper, so we extended way beyond what we would have, and we've had a lot of people hang around with us. But uh, Drapes, Drapes, say something that's going to make people feel better here. About the Celtics. He about to show us a good view of something. He about to flip the camera around. I don't have anything for you, man. I, I don't have anything. Oh, yeah. no. I, I don't have anything, you know. He's just here to clown us. Because something. no matter what they do, John, no matter what they do, you still got Brooklyn. You still got Philly. You still yep. got Milwaukee. So, only thing I can say for Celtics fans is you may be the five seed. You may get the six seed, but... Ain't nobody beating Brooklyn. So, and that's I, I said at the beginning of the season, this was the Celtics window. It may have closed already, which is sad. Ouch. That's not it's something started. nice, Drapes. I know. I know. But you said be nice. How did, look, look at Brooklyn, dude. They got three Hall of Famers. You're right. I've been saying the same thing. Why don't they make little trades? I don't know. I mean, a fifth seed, that's pretty nice, Sean. <laughs> Considering everything, you know, that we just talked about, that's a pretty nice thing to, to say about the Celtics. That they Drapes, might be a got out. Drapes got out I, just in time. Here's the that's thing. A, yeah, a, he, saw, <laughs> yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. He saw, he saw the writing on the wall. He saw Hashtag this. Drapes new. Hashtag Drapes new. Hashtag Drapes new. <laughs> Both teams Drapes. play hard, Drapes. Both teams exactly. play hard. Hey, you liking Sacramento, man? Well either, so. You like it out there in Cali, bro? <laughs> Yeah, hey man, I'm in San Francisco chilling. I got the uh, Giants ballpark right across the street, man. Yeah, that's what I thought you were about to show. You're about to show something. Look like. No, I, I got I got the Giants ballpark. Life is good, man. Life is good. But but you that's miss a fun us, team right? to watch though. Don't I know the record's not great, but that's a fun team to watch. The Kings. No, they are fun to watch, and of course I miss it, man. You, you know, miss like uh, eleven years in Boston, and John, you know this for a fact. 
Philly guy coming to Boston? Oh man. Yeah. The great the greatest Drake used to go around the newsroom and tell us he's like, You guys cannot let people know I'm a Sixers fan because I will never <laughs> I, 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 I can that was like the first thing I told everybody. <laughs> like, I know you a Philly fan, right? Yeah, no, he likes the Sixers, right? <laughs> he's like, he's like, seriously, guys, you can't say that shit on the air. You know, it's, I don't think I ever said that. I don't think I ever. Said that. <laughs> I, I, grew up in yeah, I believe John. I believe him. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of Sixers fans in the newsroom. You, Max, Robbie buckets. I mean, Robbie it was, buckets. It, it was ugly yeah. in there. It was ugly in there. No, actually, it was, it was the process. We had the process. It was quite lovely. The process. Yeah, it was angry. It was the entire angry. process. 14, 15 must have been interesting when the process started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, man, man. Those, those were good times. Uh, guys, quick whip around. Final thoughts. We kind of beat it to death here, but anything you got, Jimmy? Man, it, it goes back to what I've been saying. You know, th this team is just one of those teams that they just continue to underwhelm, continue to disappoint. I feel bad saying it, but I mean, what I said um, earlier this week was they're gonna they're gonna beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. That was after they lost. Nope. They're gonna lose to them. I was wrong. They're just gonna lose. It doesn't matter who, who it is anymore. It's just like we don't really care who it is. We'll just lose. So yep. that's where I'm at. I mean, and I'm with Drapes. I don't really think there's a trade. And I think honestly, I think Danny's pretty much said it. Like, there's not really a trade out there that makes sense for them to do. Cause they don't think they're good enough to go where they want to go. So why, why give up the assets at this stage at a, at the trade deadline when you can hold on to them and try to do something bigger and better in the off season. That's where I think they're at. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, Joe Sway and the garden rats. What do you got? Man off season already. I mean, they're not that far, but I'll, I'll say this much. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict a completely different approach from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'm going to go on the limb and say, I'm going to say they combine for like, I don't know, 16, 17 assists, something like that. Maybe you see more open looks. Maybe you see something not record For the rest of this month? Similar. No, no, no. <laughs> for the season? Oh. No, Sunday. Sunday. They're not bro. good at these Sunday oh, matinees. Oh, you're drinking games. that Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Okay. They've been bad. The Sunday, they're not good in the Sunday matinees. They're bad at these. I mean, listen, they got to they gotta do something here. I, and, and that game, that one weekend game that stood out the most, when, when Payton Pritchard and Shemi Ojale broke records, I haven't seen them pass the basketball like that since. So I'm going to predict they try to go back to that. I don't think, again, I don't think a record's going to be shattered, but I think that approach opened up a lot of open looks for guys like Pritchard. Pritchard's got to get more open looks too. Look, listen, we got to start like something's got to start setting up the, 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 the Pritchards of the world. You know, the, the guy, I'm not saying, you know, dust off Carson Edwards real quick, but I'm saying, uh, uh, don't even start. Brown, there it is. I'm going to drastically change their approach. That's my prediction for the next game. Did All right, Bobby Gerard. hack your brain? I think Bobby just hacked his brain for that last Oh, my word. God. That, that was such a Bobby take right there. <laughs> yeah. That was that so was mean. No, Bobby would have been talking about a big trade. Uh, uh, freaking <laughs> maybe Jalen is smarter out of here. The team's blowing up. That's what I don't know. Look, I, I just want them to play harder. I, I don't, I, I'm at that point now. I don't even care about wins and losses with this team anymore. I want to get back to the days when, regardless of what the outcome is, I knew they were going to play hard. When we get to that point, results don't matter because this team, the only way they can, frankly, redeem this season is getting past Brooklyn and getting to the NBA Finals, which I don't think they'll do. But they can't start playing harder. And at, for me, it's that cookies on the bottom shelf since we got Draper, that's my goal. The cookies <laughs> on the bottom shelf way of, of handling this going forward is playing harder. That simple. It's that easy to do. Just do it. That's all I want. 
So for for me, I'm so I'm so damaged after having watched this team play this way for the course of 41 games. I don't so that know means how, you're not going to be the best version of yourself, John. Is that what you're saying? I don't know how many <laughs> games it's going to take for me to trust again. You know, like because oh. this yo-yo has trust. been. I mean, you're talking. It's a team that started eight and three. So do the math. They're eight games under 500. Okay, for the last. 30 games that's horrible okay so not only are we doing the one-on-one off we're like oh i think they got it it's basically like they're almost dropping two out of three here it's really grisly and it's deflating (laughs) uh so they need to string it together they need a complete makeover or something so again why i keep going back to, to to brad drapes is not to blame it's a You've got to get out of your comfort zone and shock the system somehow. Do something because the thing that's happening now isn't working. I just don't know what that something is. That's what they get paid to do. Hashtag start Rob. Okay. But whatever. Do something else to shake it up. Move it around. Make a drastic move. Move Kemba to the bench if you think that. I'm not saying that's the right play. Just try something because right now this isn't working. It's not working right now. And we've seen enough of it to know it's like – it's like we said, the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it to work. It's just not, it's just not working. So get out of your comfort zone, everybody. Try something different. Do something different. I don't know, but we don't have the answers. You just want to see something. You know, Drapes wants effort. I want to see him shake it up. There it is. Drapes, it is. make us feel better. Last chance. Give Brad and Danny, and I, I wrote this on Twitter like three weeks ago. Give them a chance to correct things. You yep. can't fire Brad Stevens after three out of four trips to the Eastern Conference Finals. Can you question him? No doubt about it. Can you criticize him? But he deserves the chance to fix this. Let's see how the rest of this season plays out. And you just never know, man. Like, on paper, those top three guys, throw Marcus Smart in there, top four, they should be able to challenge anybody. We'll see, man. Top three includes Rob, right? Nope. <laughs> it will. Give it a little time. Next season. Hey, John, Rob Williams is John the, with the classics. He, he's the backup quarterback, you know? Top three untouchable players on the roster right now. You mean State like Tom Brady was a backup quarterback? Backup uh, quarterback? Is that uh, what you mean? There you go. Like Matt Sherrod. Castle was. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did pretty, I, I, Matt did all right. They did get a second for Matt Castle, but that's all right. All right, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. It really was an amazing treat. Drapes. I'll give you a chance. to anything else got going on on a personal level you want to promote? A book, anything? Your Twitter, a special thing that's going on with you, your career, your life. Yeah, what do you got? You want to tell the folks at home no, who, who miss you? I'm just no. Oh, you had a big smirk like you had some. Yeah. I always got something going on. Kyle Draper TV. Uh, working on some things behind the scenes. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it comes out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hit me up, man. Still, yep. hey, Y'all still Drapes guys, man, no matter what. <laughs> hey, Drapes. Yeah. Hey, Drapes, they're opening up the, uh, the the venues here soon, man. Maybe we'll uh, bump into you at another Wu-Tang concert or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Sherrod, I'll ask you quick, anything coming for BSJ this weekend? Uh, BSJ. Now we'll just we'll look at just the last week uh, that was, and oh goodness, um, I, I'm I'm not looking forward to just kind of going breaking down the week that was because it sucked. Um, <laughs> it really did. It really yeah. did. Sherrod's uh, vicious with it too. He'll he'll bury this team in a week. <laughs> he don't need that much time. I yeah. want to say you all will. 
You know I will. <laughs> I want to say one thing to Drapes. Since you left, I think Scout thinks he runs the show now over at CSN, dude. I think he needs you to, to knock some sense back into him a little bit. You know what? Y'all realize that I was the whole thing that held it together. Baby. That's right. We're back. I was the point guard. We're back in Jerry. Now you got Drapes in bobblehead mode, where he's just like, <laughs> "I was the point guard. I'm getting him I'm going. I'm the show. I'm getting him going. That's right. We're we're back to bully ball tactics with Drapes now. We need somebody who can who can check him. Okay. That's it. With uh, with Scal. But yeah. on a personal level, super treat to have Drapes and Sherrod together again. Uh, obviously, these guys were back were the backbone of NBC Boston's yes, uh, sir. coverage for so many years. So uh, super fun to have you guys on uh, uh, yeah. on the show tonight. So thanks, thanks Definitely. both for hanging. All right, fellas. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Peace.